This week on Nintendo Main, Level VR for something other than the minigames, and also, we're going to have a preview for our Midwest Gaming Classic. Who needs Saints Row 3 when I can play 4 with my Pro Controller? Super Nintendo World is real! Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 166, 500 away from selling our soul to the Dark One. So um, close. <laughs> we are a place for new video game news from video game fans, Nintendo Main Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Trek Stermination Force Johnson. I'm Jeremy, too damn broke for a convention, Mikowski. I'm John, hope they give out free Super Nintendo's knitter. Never. Nothing's free, John. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're here. Talk to talk to you about stuff. Let's start off the show like we normally do and talk about what we've been playing. I'll go first. We were having some uh, issues with our com- with my computer. Well, issues with Skype mostly. It wasn't even my computer, and I had to restart the computer, and it took a while. And while I was waiting, I just played through Kid Icarus SP <laughs> on uh, on the NES. Uh, whatever we call it, NES Classics, uh, Nintendo Switch Online thing. Uh, yeah. It Basically, there's an SP for uh, Kid Icarus. You start off on level 4-1 with everything. It actually says it says that you've collected the three treasures. That's what it says, like, right when you start. Then yep. you go through this really, really slow-paced... It's so slow. Not even bullet hell at all. Like, maybe, like, bullet uh, in-between world type thing. I don't know. Bullet real life something. Actually, real bullet. Bullet heck. No, say bullet real life would be scarier than that. It's just this very, very, very slow I'd call paced. it bullet heck. Yeah. Very, very slow-paced shooting level. And, like, it's weird because um, there's probably other games that have been done like this, but, like, when you turn, when you go back, you face back. So it's not like you're oh, always shooting yeah, forward. Oh, you're not just backing like up. You're turning around. Right, so it's really strange in that regard because some enemies will like go behind you and come back, and you actually have to like turn around and shoot to the left of the screen. Yeah, but it's all it all happens so slow. It's very slow. Like I couldn't really. I was like, like I feel like yeah. that would have been extremely disappointing back in the day, but maybe not. Maybe like it just blew people's minds that it was like a completely different genre. To where you, to where you could finally fly now yeah. that you've caught everything. Yeah, maybe you're supposed to like ascend to a certain area after you've collected everything. That's the original story. I don't know. I never got that far on Kid Icarus, but yeah, you just you just keep going, and it's weird because there's like there's a background, but it doesn't affect you at all. Like there's walls you can just go through, because I guess the background that it's showing is supposed to be behind you, so it's not like any walls. You don't have to dodge. It's more that Greek mythology sort of. Yeah, you don't have to move around anything or anything like that, aside from like the bad guys that will kill you. But yeah, you have all your hearts, you got all the other shit, and you go straight to that giant eyeball monster that you've probably seen before. In other Kid Icarus videos. It does not put up much of a fight. Yeah, that just kind of shoots like snakes at you and then turns into Medusa and falls down and then you get kissed by Palutena. And I actually found Spoilers. there was a spot and I didn't even try that hard. I found a spot where it, like yeah. the light, the eye shoots rays, but it can't hit you. 
Yeah, I did the same thing. Where like the snakes pretty much go over you. And mm-hmm. I got like I mean I got hit enough to where my life bar was all the way down to the bottom, but it never like I never died. Like it never went, it never went it. away. But yeah, once you do that you get to start the game over again with uh some different weapons and stuff like that. So I played it a little bit. I saved there at the very beginning. Which yeah, so. you know, I'll mention it a little bit more maybe later, but I played it as well from that point on to I'm at level two too. And I, of course, have been using save states. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of fun. Like, I got through the first dungeon, like, legit. You it's, know, of course, I use save states, but... Uh, is it hard, though, that, at all? That first dungeon, I never beat that first dungeon before. Yeah, I've never even I've never even tried, really. I mean, It's I not have... that hard, once you know what to do. You just have to get past those fucking eggplant wizards. Like, they're the bane of, of the existence. So I could, I could see on the original NES not ever being able to get past them. But I did use save states. But once you figure out their pattern, you can sort of avoid them. But they hit you one time and you're fucked. Like you got to go all the way back to the to mm. the medical room, which I didn't even fuck with. I just use a save state. But you know, if you're yeah. playing it back in the day, you had to like go all the way back. And of course, you can get a map in that game, but you also have to buy a pencil from the shop mm. to to mark your progress. So, and it doesn't show you any landmarks on the map. It just shows like a sort of a design of the map but yeah once you know where to go it's kind of fun i like the uh i like how weird it gets after the second or after the the first dungeon yeah i feel like the whole game is pretty weird from what it's really weird i even i got the 3d version on the 3ds and i didn't even really like play that very much either i have that as well actually i should play that and see if i can get to through the dungeon because now i know how to do it yeah it's mostly it's better because it has a little float like has like more of a float to the jump so it makes the okay. jumps more forgiving. I guess people were saying that about the 3D one, but I still, I know I don't know where to go in any of those games. I guess it's just you go up most of the time, but I don't really, I never really After understood. After the first stage, you go right. It's like becomes a side scroller. Yeah. So weird because I never got there. Yeah. Yeah, I've never gotten very far in Kid Icarus. I don't know. So the first dungeon is, is where you like run into like, oh wait, what the hell's going on here? I'm not just going straight up anymore. But mm-hmm. it still has like the du- the way the dungeon works. It's on a you know a side-scrolling grid, so you're still going up and down. But after that, you're in a side-scrolling to the right, like almost like a traditional 2D run and sh- run and gun, I guess you'd call it, because you're shooting arrows, but you're still shooting. So yeah, yeah. And then they just like throw those doors, or just like randomly interspliced like in the terrain. They don't make much sense. Like they never made sense in the first place, but yeah, when you just like you're just running to the right and there's just these random floating doors. Mm. Yeah, I don't forget, was Kid Icarus before or after Super Mario Brothers? It was after. It was after. It was after. It uses the same like uh, so Zelda two, Kid Icarus, oh, right. and uh, Metroid all have like the same engine pretty much. Yeah, and it was like when there was some like way they figured out to add an extra chip that gave them more like level tiles or whatever. Mm. I, don't, I may not be saying it exactly right, but I can't almost knock some shit over. Yeah, it's cool, though. Uh, you should play it, John, if you haven't tried it yet. Yes, yeah, it's SP the, now. SP, yeah. the SP version, it, you, you can beat it, but like then you start over at the beginning, and it's a lot easier from the beginning. So. Yeah, it, sa- it says that like, when you get to Palutena, it's like, it's like, oh, your journey isn't over yet, or like you have to you have more to do, Pit, or something like that. There's, it's in like the end part there. But it was cool seeing both uh, Hip Tanaka and Gunpei Yokoi in the credits. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are in there. I love, like, NES credits because they go by so shortly or so quickly because there's not that many people on there in the credits. But, yeah, that was our that was our extra one for this week. 
That's actually the only one that I've played thus far, but Jeremy and I, we're going to do, uh, if you're still up for it, we're going to do some, try yeah, some done. Mario 2 stuff after this, which I haven't, yeah, I kind of forgot that that stuff released last night because I was playing another game, Segway. I was playing Mech Extermination Force last night. Well, I mean, I've been playing it since I got it, but that's that game that I talked about last week that was coming out by the same guy who did Gunman Clive. Yeah, yeah, I saw, I was watching a video for it and I saw, um, like references to Gunman Clive in it. Yeah, there's a robot called like Gun Mech Dave or something like that. That's basically a reference to Gunman Clive. Well, I just but, saw uh, there's actually a like billboard in the background for Gunman Clive too. Oh, I didn't see that. I watched. Yeah, I was. I spent all my time looking at the robots because that's what you have to do. I didn't. I didn't really look at the background stuff that much because you don't have time to. The yeah. game's kind of crazy, but no, like Mech Termination Force is awesome. Like I was really impressed by it it's a great game it reminds me a lot of contra 3 it's basically like contra 3 meets shadow of the colossus it's basically the best way to describe it's it intriguing and you can kind of grind as well which is interesting basically it's it's like a it's by like shadow of the colossus in the way that there's there's only bosses there's only these mechs that you fight i think there's 20 of them total and you basically there's like the mech worlds that you go to and there's also like a hub like a main hub where you can walk around in the shop there where you can buy stuff. So, like, the way that you would grind somewhat is that you can, like, replay any of the mechs that you've already beat, and you can go replay them, and you get coins for that, and you use coins to buy stuff. But in in the, in the shop, you can buy extra hearts. You can buy new weapons. You can actually buy, like, temporary hearts that you'll only have for, like, one time, and then they won't come back, which are cheaper. And you do, like, stuff to stuff like that to try to build yourself up to beat the later robots and all that type of thing. And I put a, I beat the game last night, but I think my, what was my time was seven and a half hours total for oh. 20 robots. How, how much is the game? Uh, it's like 10 bucks, 11 bucks. It's like it's wow. cheap. That's it's like, price. yeah, it's, it's super, I, I just kind of, it was one of those things I was like, I'm not going to get any games last week. And I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to get this game. It looks too good. So I, I got it and I loved it. It was totally worth it. But yeah, and I think I died. It shows you how many times you died. I think I died 148 times total in the in the whole game so it's definitely how's the music it's definitely uh breeze well you'll hear it on this episode i'm sure i'll edit it in here by now at the beginning but is it like chip tuning is it more modern or what would you say uh probably more modern i mean it's not trying to be it's not really trying to be like an old game because it is like fully 3d and all that you know it's, it's just side scrolling it's a side scroller but the characters are 3d you know gotcha but it's yeah you um yeah, you basically spend most of the time trying to figure out each of the mechs. So you'll play them over many times because they all have a rhythm to them and you have to learn the rhythm and that type of thing. And they're so big, so you're crawling on them like that's why it's been compared to Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, you do. Well, you get you get two upgrades as you go through the game. You get you get the ability, it's like called the the metal glove or whatever. That's where you get the ability to climb on robots. Oh, okay. And the second upgrade is a double jump. So like you get so like the first I think like the first three robots you fight you don't climb on, but after that you can definitely climb on them. And there's some that are really really big that you know you have to go pretty high to get through them. And that's a lot of what the fun is. It's just uh playing these bosses over and over again. But yeah, no I I really enjoyed it a lot and uh I went through on I unlocked all the weapons uh you basically, you can buy different types of weapons, like, like that would be kind of contra ones. Like, there's, like, a spread weapon. There's, like, a laser gun. Uh, there's, like, a bomb, one where you shoot big bombs. Um, there's a wave beam. That was the final one that I got, which I only used for the final boss. But what else? What else is in there? Um, there's, like, a flamethrower as well, which, which is which is a 
these are all weapons in Contra 3, so I guess this is why, <laughs> why it reminds me of that a lot. Except for there is no homing cannon from Contra 3. There's, but there is, there is a guy that you fight where you're in this box, and it's like you have to, you know, you have to like climb the ceiling and the sides to like dodge it. And it reminds me very much of the level where you fight those big like robot looking guys. They basically look like Terminator characters in Contra 3. It reminds me of that part a lot. So it's, it's very much like, yeah. But, but, but instead of like getting hit once and dying, you only have one life and you can build up your heart meter, you know, like the amount of hearts that you have. So I think I had like, I think I had like 10 hearts maybe at the end or nine, something like that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a ton of fun. And you can go back through, uh, you know, you can go back through the max again. You can try to get higher scores. Like there's a three star ranking of those. Is you it know. all, is it all bosses or is it a normal like side scroller up to the boss point? No, it's all bosses. There's no side scrolling, just bosses. Nice. Yeah. No, no, there's no guys. Oh, I mean, there's, there's like characters that will spawn from the bosses, like that type of like other characters. And the second to last boss is three bosses at once. So, so they have that, and wow, and cool. actually, and actually, the very, the very, very last boss is all of the bosses together to create a giant boss, which is also cool. There's I'm intrigued. Some, by this there's game. a lot. Of, there's lots no. of really, really fun stuff in it. Yeah. No, I highly. I've seen the all the bosses together thing. That's, oh yeah, no, they totally. That's a new thing. They totally Voltron into this giant, <laughs> this giant robot, and you fight them inside a giant robot yourself. So it has one of those nice like the end. The last boss is different from everything else bosses. Which I remember. Is that something that's just like sort of an aesthetic thing? Like they, it looks like they're all together, or no? You can does it see like them. Use each of their different patterns. No, does well, it, you can. Does, does it seem like well, you, well thought out? Well, you can see parts of them in there, though. Like it's not like it's not like they all come together and they become this thing that doesn't resemble any of them. Like mm-hmm. like the one of them you fight is like these multiple dragon heads that shoot like fire out of their out of their mouths. Now you'll see. Now when you fight this giant boss with all of them, you'll see the dragon head in there. And it'll be attacking you, but it'll be in a different part of the boss. So, like, you see the parts of the guys that you fought in there. And if you look hard enough, you can see where they're, where they were put in there and they'll attack you, like, kind of the way that they did. But, you yeah, know, I, I highly recommend it. It's very, very cool. It was like, ended up being my pick of the week for last week, which I got it after we were recording. But yeah, it's a blast. I, I, uh, yeah, it's very, it's highly enjoyable. And you can go back and get a, you know, you get stars for like going through the bosses without getting hit and stuff like that, which I could only do for the very first one because they're stupid hard, but, but they're fun. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. Like lots of, uh, it's very, very much like, you know, fighting, uh, mixed with, uh, it's flashing, right? So that. Like a treasure, treasure game in that regard, like lots of explosions and things uh, flying all over the place. Uh, kind of. I mean, it's, it's it's not like I mean it's kind of bullet helly but it's like doable. It's not like I mean I I think it's like probably one of the tightest experiences that I've played of those type of games. Like it plays well. Like it wants you to like there's a like I said there is a rhythm to every guy and they will all they will go this certain way every time and you have to learn that and then you'll be able to that's how you can go through it without you know without getting hit or whatever. So even there is some some randomness to some of it but it's kind of one of those things that you need to check out, but I mean, you can play my copy of it, of course, when you're here for for uh, MGC. I'll show it to you. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's 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 fun. Yeah, it's it's very cool. I, I played through it last night on the stream, just because I wanted to finish it before we recorded. And uh, yeah, that's the that's a big recommend for for me cool. on the Nintendo sure. eShop. So so I beat Max Termination Force, but I also beat did some retro stuff for the stream last week. I, I beat uh, Quake Two on Nintendo sixty four. 
that was a interesting game to play through. I ended up just putting it on easy mode and just playing through it because it still gets pretty hard like later. But you played game. through it before, right? I did like, I don't know, like 15 years ago. Oh, no, longer than that. 20 years ago, probably. I mean, whenever I bought it, which was like 99, I think. So 20 years ago. <laughs> but yeah, no, I played through it. I played through it a long, long time ago. But yeah, no, I was just, I wanted to play around with some old first person shooters on Nintendo 64. So I decided to play Quake 2. And I played probably, through it. Uh, Turok made you feel that way. It did. Yeah. It was in, it was after the coming off of the Turok. And I tell you, man, Turok, I think Turok is better than Quake because Turok has mid stage saves and none of those games do. Even though like Quake 2 being a PC game, you could save whenever you wanted. But on the 64, nope, you can only save at the beginning of every level. Doom 64 does the same thing. So so if you die in these, like, some of them hour-plus long levels, you got to start over again at the very beginning. And that, so that sucks. So that's kind of why... And Quake especially has some, like, parts where you just automatically die. Like, they have stuff that will squish you. There's, like, lava. If you touch it, you're out, you know, so... Oh, and you beat this game. I did beat it, yeah. Well, there's one level where the ground kind of, like, breaks under you, so... You basically die when you get there, so you gotta start over again. It's, it, I mean, the game was obviously made for the PC where you can save whenever you want, so a lot of it's unfair for the 64 to play it again. So I don't think it's really aged that well, but I like Quake 2 because uh, Quake 2 used the expansion pack to make the game run smoother instead of uh, doing like graphical stuff, which I always thought was an interesting thing with that. And yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. You know, I played through, I played all the way to the end. Uh, I got, there's a secret, you get a bonus level after you beat the game. It basically, you had, I think you get like six, there's like six bad guys in there that were in the final level. And all they do is give you rocket launchers, which rocket launchers are always my least favorite weapon in these type of games. So it makes it really hard, you know, because they can kill you too. And when you're fighting against guys that run directly at you, it's kind of a hard weapon to use. So I couldn't make it through that, through that level, through the bonus level, but I did beat the game. So I made it through Quake 2 and Mech Termination Force, so pretty dope yeah, what, other pretty 60, what other 64 shooters are there there's a lot of Besides. them. there's a lot of them actually i would i always wanted to i mean i always wanted to do a show for this like just do an all nintendo 64 shooter show but i know you guys probably didn't it could really still play, be a really long episode didn't play that many of them but there's a lot of them yeah, I, I played goldeneye and perfect dark i mean i would say that i mean i would say that shooters is probably the 64 strongest genre of because the that was the first analog trigger well, because they just had a lot of really good... Well, there's Turok. There's four Turok games. There's Turok 1, 2, 3, and Rage Wars. There's Perfect Dark. There's GoldenEye. There's Quake 1 and 2. There's Doom 64. There was... Uh, what else was there? Doom. There's a Duke Nukem 64, which was another one I was going to stream at some point. Um, Daikatana. Daikatana. Armorines. I don't have either of those, but I'm going to be on the hunt for them at uh, MGC just to see if I can find them. Uh, what else? Uh, the world is not enough. There was another Bond game that was really good. That was that was another FPS that was good. Yeah, I mean that's what I can think of offhand. I'm sure there's some I'm forgetting, but but yeah, I felt like a lot of them played played really well. I'm sure there's a whole like another couple that I'm that I'm just not thinking of. But but yeah, no, there's there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff to play on there. Interesting thing, I was looking, so I was looking at like Turok, like just looking at Turok two and three on eBay to see how much they are. I I, I wanted to mention, I think I wanted to mention this like a couple episodes when we had a had the uh, backstage gaming guys on here, but I just don't think I got around to it because I get distracted. Sometimes I, I'm about to say something and then we talk about something else and then I never say it. But <laughs> I was trying to 
So Rage Wars, I don't know if you guys remember that game. Rage Wars was basically a Turok game that was going to be all multiplayer phase uh, focused. Like mm-hmm. it was all just like a deathmatch maps and stuff like that, you know, because they wanted to basically, you know, they're like, oh, well, everybody's playing Goldeneye. We should do stuff like that, you know. And uh, I rented it when I was at Lincoln when we were in college together. And uh, you can, you know, there's a single player campaign mode where you can go through all the different stuff. And there's a you get to a part where the game is unbeatable. Like there's a glitch in a level where you just can't pass that level, and it's completely, and you just can't go any farther. And I read it, and I got to there, and I even emailed the company, and it turned out that it was a that they fucked up. There's a glitch in the game to where the game's not beatable. So if you had bought the game, you could actually send in like the proof of purchase or whatever, and they would send you a new version that was fixed because at that time they had you know there's no way to patch games because right. there's no online or whatever. So, like, there's actually people selling that version, like the new version. It's actually in a gray cart because the original one was a black cart. And those are selling for, like, $400. <laughs> so, the, so the, the fixed version that didn't the actual, let you win? The one, That's the rare version. No, the rare, ver- the rare version is the fixed one, the one that you can That's actually play all the way through. That's real fucked up. Yeah. So I'd really like to them, if, if that company that made Turok, that, like, re-released Turok 1... I know they're going to do Turok 2, but if they're going to get into, like, 3 and Rage Wars, I would love for them to re-release Rage Wars with online support, which would be awesome. But also, if they could just release it and fix it, where you can play all the way through, because that, I remember that annoyed the crap out of me when I was trying to play it through. And I did it multiple times, because, you know, at that time, it's like, I don't, you know, you don't know. Like, it's, we had, like, less, you know, less, we were able to look up less stuff on the internet and all that, so it was like... And I remember I either re- I either like searched it or I specifically emailed them, but yeah, it ended up being like a glitch where you had to like send in the game and they'd send you a new game. I'm like, wow. See, that totally reminds me of the because uh, yeah. when we when you said we were gonna call, which you know, shout out to ourselves, uh, we call where well, our extra episodes for Patreon subscribers are at what is it, the five dollar level? Expan- expansion expansion pack, yes. pack episodes. But yeah, I was looking up the expansion pack just out of curiosity because of course I have it. I remember it being a big deal on the N64, especially for shooters. It was supposed to help with multiplayer, I yeah. guess. Well, Perfect Dark used it a lot. Like, I know, like, well, like anything with split yeah, screen, half the game. You, know, you hoped yeah. it would help. But uh, I guess Donkey Kong 64, like, uh, the main reason I, I probably mentioned it. You did, you did, yeah. That it had a game breaking glitch. That if you didn't have it, it wouldn't work. So that's kind of crazy how that was. A, I don't know. That's two games on the N64 I know of. Mm hmm. That shipped with game breaking glitches, and in the Donkey Kong 64 case, they actually shipped extra hardware to like cope with that mistake. Oh yeah, yeah, that's why they packaged oh. it with it. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's nice to play some 64 games again. I, I feel like I get more watchers on Twitch when I play older stuff, so that's kind of why I decided to go with go with Quake. I've kind of been thinking about booting up my 64 recently. It's fun, man. I've, and I played. I, just, I wish I still had my classic TV that worked. Oh yeah. Well, I have one. The 64 looks so much better on a on a CRT. It's probably among the of all the consoles, it's probably the one that looks the best on a CRT. Yeah, I have a, I have a CRT that I was going to give to you last time you were here, but I forgot to bring it. You know, I, it's uh, you don't have once I get one of those, it, that's going to be you know N64 and PS2 are going to be hanging out on that one. Yeah, I play my PS2 on it also, but but yeah, no, I, I played through that. I played a little bit of Doom 64 after Quake 2 just to play it again, but that's such a hard game to stream because it's so dark. Like, I really have to crank up the brightness on my 
cat on my game capture thing a lot to like to make it even seeable on 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 the uh, on Twitch. But I still love that game. It's a lot of fun to play. And uh, I think it's awesome that so when you originally played it, were you playing it on that like were you playing on like a projection TV or a small CRT like Doom? I, how did you originally play it to where you could see it? I played it on I played it on a regular tv but you have to turn you just up. had to j- manually adjust the brightness on the tv yeah itself. yeah well you can turn up the brightness in game but it only goes it doesn't go up that high so yeah you would have to turn it up on the tv in itself as well especially because there's some levels where you get stuck and there's like hidden stairways in the walls and you won't be able to see those if it's too dark like because it shows like the stair in the wall but it has to be bright enough for you to see that otherwise you'll die so that type of thing but yeah no it's it's still fun to play it's just it's so dark i'll have to i want to do more of it i want to play it all the way through but i'll have to like do it on a brighter setting than what i was doing last time because i was actually watching it just to like review it and i'm like man that shit is fucking dark cannot cannot even see that let's see what else what else do i have for this week oh yeah right after we got done last week i played uh well not directly after but i made sure to play it just to know it and i hope you guys did too uh, Tetris 99, I played it with my Pro Controller and had no Phantom Drops whatsoever. They were completely gone. Wow. I don't know if you guys... Uh, I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, because I did it. I, well, I went in and set the sensitivity on it, and then I played like four or five matches with my Pro Controller, and not a single unwanted drop happened to me. Wow. It was all... I did. I went in and tried it, fixed. yeah. yeah. Again, with the, uh, the Phantom Drops turn, turned off, and... All that stuff. Well, I, I didn't turn them uh, off. I just turned you just turn the sensitivity to like high, and then it won't. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was the new update that happened like while we were while we were recording last week. So it was like right directly after. But no, it totally fixed it. So you should be you shouldn't have to keep sending your pro controller in anymore, John. You can do it now. Yeah, but you know, I want a, I'm principle. I want a pro controller that works. It does. So. It does now though. And Tetris fixed it. Not Nintendo. Thanks yeah, Nintendo but that only fixes it for that game. For that game, that's true. Yeah, but at least like you... it, honestly, it kind of kept me from buying Celeste this week because Celeste was on sale. Oh yeah, because I because I I played yeah. through it. You can do it, or well, or you could try. Yeah, Jeremy played through it. It just frustrated me so much that I just gave up on it. But I mean, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't buy it. I guess the story and the music kept me going. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. It just just yeah, it just upset me. I mean, and, and I tried doing it with the. I tried using different controllers, I guess. I, I I still feel like I should try to go through it with a Wii Class controller and see how I feel about it after that. It just it just really killed me, so I just couldn't. I'd eventually, I just gave up on it. But yeah, no, they, at least they fixed it on Tetris 99. And uh, this is a new story we could talk about anyway, since we're talking about Tetris 99. But they're doing another uh, Maximus competition this weekend, which I can't really compete in because Jeremy and I will be in Wisconsin. And I don't know how good the internet is there. But probably yeah, not great. Well, no, sure. Yeah, but they're doing another another thing, another Maximus thing, where I guess it's probably the same thing where you get ten bucks for beating it. I didn't look in the details. I just it looks like it's actually again. easier. There's um more to it just besides getting uh, first place. It's almost like it it gives you X amount of points for things like I think it's like once you get to the top, like is it the top fifty? You get one or two points. I don't know. So, like cool. playing it, playing it a lot, but not scoring high, you could still accumulate enough points to to place. There's a there's a whole breakdown like listed for it. Yeah, I'm starts looking, on Friday. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now on Nintendo Life. Let's see. 
I like it. It's it, I like how it's more defined this time around. Tetris 99 Maximus Cup is back. All the players of all skill levels can join in on the fun from April 2nd at 6 a.m. Pacific time. Oh, wow, that's early. Through April 14th at 11.59 Pacific time. Start Just start playing the game to enter. Uh, it's different than the first one as you... It said April 2nd. Did you mean April 12th? April 12th, yeah. Did I say 2nd? Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, April 12th at 6 a.m. That's early. Um, yeah, the second Maximus Cup is different from the first one as you don't have to win first place to score points. Even if you place higher during matches but don't win, you could still come out on top. The higher place, the higher you place at the end of each match, the more points you earn with every 100 points counting as a Tetris Maximus. So that's the major difference, which is cool. which I thought that you might be able to do that last time because they said they were taking the top ones, but they also said like the top numbers of Maximus wins or whatever like that you did. And I've have yet to do that. So, but yeah, no, definitely play it this weekend, John. I mean, we, I'm going to try to, if, if we can, I mean, I guess if I stay up past 6am, well, fuck, that's 8am here at 6am your time. But I mean, I could, I could play it tomorrow afternoon. I mean, we're not leaving until later. So, so I could play around a little bit, but yeah, no, that's a cool thing that we have coming up this weekend. And speaking of tomorrow or not tomorrow, Friday, when you'll be hearing this, uh, I went ahead I went ahead and bought the Labo VR. Labo VR. I uh, pre-ordered. They made it. you wow. do. Wow! Damn, you swore Trans. off more Labo. I know. I swore it off, and now I'm the only one that bought it. You guys didn't. You guys didn't even buy it. <laughs> no, I mean part of it. Part of the major thing was that it was coming out the Friday of MGC, and I was like, well, if I buy it, then Jeremy and I can play it, like at the hotel, you know. And mm. apparently, there's some cool two-player levels in there. And uh, actually, I think it was what? What is it? Um, Game Explain. I watched their video of it, and they really talked it up a lot. And I was like, well, okay, fine. But it's only, you know, I'm I'm doing the bare minimum. I'm not getting I don't want the $80 one. I don't want like all that other shit. Like that's way too much cardboard for me. I want I just want the regular thing. And what I'm see there's a couple things I want to do. I want to try to experiment and see if I can do the other games without having those particular cardboard makeups for it. Like I want to try mm-hmm. to do like the 3D painting one if I can without the stupid elephant thing, which I don't want. So <laughs> That's going to be my thing. And also, I'm going to see if I can build my own strap for the head. Because if I'm going to play, and I want to play, I mean, this is another news thing, which which I figured we'd talk about now because we're talking about Love VR. So Nintendo announced that there will be two playable things uh, in Mario and Zelda. The big thing being that you can play through all of Breath of the Wild in VR mode now. And if you've seen the way that it wants you to do it, it's stupid. It wants you to play so it stupid. like this. Like holding it in front of your face with your hands next to your head the whole time. And I don't want to do that. So I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can make some sort of like elastic thing. I mean, we have like, you know, my fiance works in in costume. She can get elastic stuff for me. Uh, We'll try. Mm -hmm. uh, We have, you know, I was going to try to like see if I could build an elastic thing for my head and try just playing it regularly. Maybe hopefully there's not some sort of weird thing like Pokemon where like you can't, you can't detach the joy cons or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like how they the other thing you shit. could do is just get the NS glasses. Get the thing that a plastic holder that you know it already has a strap on it. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, the you ones that, that are like that are like five dollars. <laughs> Will it hold the switch? Is it big enough? That's what it's made to do, right? So I mean, you, does you, it hold like that? does it hold like the phablet phones, like the giant Pro, whatever, whatever? The fuck no, they call it's, it's made for the switch. Like it's a plastic headset. Oh, oh, that okay. they made. Yeah, I know what you're talking. And this about. came out a while yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw fucking Musen uh, doing commercials for that thing. Mm. 
But yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Because there's also like a Google, I mean, there's like a Google Cardboard thing that's called Google Cardboard, right? That you can get like really right. for like $5. It's like the right. same thing. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, but what my fear is for the Zelda setup and for Mario and using it, you know, playing the game in VR, my fear is that they might need the Joy-Con on there to use, to do the gyro controls for the, oh, when you're looking yeah. around. Right, so they might require that you have the joyce joycon attached onto the sure onto the system, but if you're there might be no way to play it with, with without that so, so nobody has answered the thing. can you just use the pro controller and have your joy yeah I've not heard anything about see that. that's what that's what I was going to try to do that's what that's what but I, there that might was be my some ex- experiment that I want to do thing with it. where they're like, oh, you just have to play it that way, you and have to play it in hand they don't do something as simple as added. You know, support for the pro controller. Yeah, I understand. You're, gonna, you're probably going to need to have the Joy-Con attached for the gyros, but hopefully they'll just let you play with well, another controller. I don't think that it's going to be like when you look around, like the camera moves or anything like that in Zelda. I think it's just going to be you just play the game, but it's pseudo 3D now or whatever. However, they however they're doing their gyro thing. It'd be and, like you're playing it on the 3DS. And and the Mario and the Mario the resolution is going to be scaled way down. Yeah, and hopefully it doesn't have the bad. Uh, I've heard a lot of people talking about screen the screen door uh, effect. Well, not the screen door effect, right. just just the fact that the the frame rate was bad a lot of times in Breath of the Wild. Like people talked to, talking about like possibly being sick because of that, like motion sickness because of the way that you know, like those giant guys that you kill, and it would always like animate weirdly, like whenever they were there, and just stuff like that. I don't know. But I'm I'm willing to give it a try, and also the, the Odyssey stuff is completely different. Like it's a DLC thing; it's not actually playing the regular Odyssey game. Even though they did just say that you'll be able to watch the cutscenes in a VR mode, so so there's that. But it, it yeah, this is DLC, the separate DLC for Mario Odyssey. So I'm guessing that that's probably going to be the one that works the best out of the both of them, you know. But I mean, I'm intrigued to play it, and and I, I feel like another a lot of stuff that people seem to be missing is uh. This is actually this actually isn't coming out until the twenty fifth. Like this is not launching with the VR. Like, so we the, won't be able to try. Yeah, the Mario and Zelda stuff won't be out until Damn. Avengers Endgame. So nobody will play it. I thought but, I was going to yeah. get to try it. <laughs> no, it, it won't be out on the twelfth. That'll be later. They're splitting it up, so they want you to play all the mini games. But no, I, I want to try it out, and and it was just kind of one of those things that I'm like. Fuck it, I'll get it. So then we can play around with it at MGC. And it, it actually, a big a big part of it was that Jeremy was going to be there, and we could both play it. So that was kind of kind of why why I bit uh, bit the bullet for it. But we'll do a video about it. Yeah, I figured we could do some something. Sort of and capture for it. depending on why, well, I thought you were going to be. Well, I mean, I, we probably still won't leave that early tomorrow, or not tomorrow, Friday. Uh, so maybe we can build it together and, and do something with it. But yeah, no, I figured we can at least take it to the hotel and mess around with it. Cause apparently there's that really cool, like hungry, hungry hippos type game in there. That's a two player game that you play, like uh. that you, uh, trade the thing back and forth. It's like a turn-based thing. It's supposed to be really fun. So we can play around with that at least, but I don't know. It'd be cool to get some Mario party DLC for it. Yeah. Well, I mean that, I mean, if they're going to do. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that should be supported. Like, I would love to play Doom like that. I mean, I'd play, mm-hmm. I'd even try to play fucking Wolfenstein like that. Like, any of those, like, FPS stuff. Turok, man, that'd be great. I don't think they do that, but I would love to play Turok like that. <laughs> that would be I so bizarre. Freaking, uh... being, being, like, in the VR Turok world of low poly. <laughs> What's that game I have already? And I already forgot what it's called. The game that had the, the guy from Lightning Bolt did the music. 
Oh, 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 yeah. No, I know what you're Thumper. talking about. Thumper. Thumper, yeah. Thumper and VR. Yeah, I want, well, Thumper I is a VR game, VR, though. It's, there is a VR version. Yeah, of yeah. Thumper was originally a VR game, I believe, though. So, so I'd love to that, see that yeah. game I already own. Even in, like, limited, I think in the limited version, uh-huh. it still looked good. It would still look good in, like, lower resolution. Because I mean, it's so stark, you know, it's just, like, pretty simple colors. Well, a lot of people seem to jump on the uh, motion control aiming stuff, so... If this goes off pretty well, which I think it might, you know, I've seen a lot of people talking about it. I feel like a lot of companies would jump on it. But yeah, that's what I got for the week. What do you guys got? How bizarre would that be if it became like, yeah, if like all these games were like, buy the Labo VR as the accessory for this feature in our game. Like, that'd be nuts if a bunch of third parties added it. But well, I mean, I don't actually see it happening, but free DLC crazy thing, would I mean, that be? It's it's I mean I feel like if they're adding all the motion control why not be like oh hey here's you can do this lab VR thing too if it catches on I think a lot of indies are going to use it honestly I mean when Nintendo did use like the the bike and stuff that you made which which when I was thinking about the possibility of using of like doing some of the games at least like the elephant one without the elephant it's just the fact that you can do that with the the original Labo, you know, if you want to play the bike game but didn't make make the bike, you can totally do it. You just take the controller and just move it around, and all of a sudden you're playing the bike game. You know, you yeah. can you can fool it you can fool it into thinking that you're using it, like whether you're actually using it or not. You know, the elephant so. one would be more difficult because the camera has to be pointing at those dots on that on that mask that you're wearing. I also if it's think off that a little probably... bit, it's not going to work. Oh, okay. So it's like reading your face into the it. The parameters yes. are probably set by. By the way, the, the length trunk of the is, actual yeah. cardboard and all that. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm going to try it out. You know, and it, and the, yeah, the one thing that discourages me is like the fact that both of the Joy Cons are in the trunk. It'd probably be hard for me to make it fool it into thinking that they're in a certain yeah, because they might need to be in a certain place. And there might be reflective tape for it, but I'm willing to give it a go. But I don't want. I just don't want all those other things. I, I'll, I'll take the bazooka. It's like the new cardboard uh, super scope. Super scope. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's about it. What do you what do you got, Jeremy? Uh, so yeah, I've mostly been playing. Well, almost completely been playing uh, stuff I already had. I didn't buy anything new this week. That's fine. Mostly a preparation for the convention. Um, as I said at the, the top of the the show, I'm kind of broke. Uh, I'm always kind of broke. I think when this this happens. Um, yeah, I've been broke. Which is like good. Every which year, is good I because I have so much stuff already. <laughs> but this is the first year where even if I had the the money, I can't think of anything that I really want. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always want a Game Boy Micro, but yeah, me I too. Want? I mean, we'll, I figure let's talk about that in our second half when we talk about the news. We'll talk about sure, stuff yeah, we're but, looking uh, forward to. Anyway, so I've been playing more Boom Blocks with my partner. She loves it, so we've been playing more of that. We got we're, we've almost beaten um, the Remington Super Slam Alaska. We actually, I found my other controller that I was missing. So, <laughs> well, there you go. Up, update to that. Yeah, I have an IKEA couch, and it was actually inside of like the couch. <laughs> I had to open it up. Nice. I had a I had a similar situation. I lost my slippers. They were inside of my recliner. Yeah, it was literally <laughs> inside the couch. Yeah. I had to like lift it open, and it was hanging out down there. But uh, yeah, so I found it. And I'm glad because that was my uh, Wii Motion Plus. Oh, nice. Suit. So I couldn't play like certain games without it. We actually played two player on uh, that game and beat a level. So that was nice. A level we nice. couldn't beat on our own before. Nice. I've also been playing Mario Kart 64 because I just felt like playing it for a while and oh, so you see did. if I could get some golds. So you didn't, but you didn't break out your 64. You've been playing the. You've been I was playing, playing the, on my Wii. Yeah. Okay, yeah, my yeah, Wii U. Yeah. Nice. 
I was going to say, oh, you did break out the 64. Well, you sort of did. You did it. Did You did it. Did I sort of did. Yeah. I was, for some reason, I just, it was yesterday. I just really wanted to play Mario Kart 64. And I'm like, well, I have it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And it was so easy to yeah, like go for it, it up and play it. So I just played it for a little while. Got all my golds on the 50cc and was chipping away at the 100cc. You know, I'm not that far in it, but I think I've got two or three golds and the 100. And uh, it's so fun. That game's so fun. I forgot how fun it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every no, once in a while, I go fun. back to it. I'm like, man, this is such a good racing game. You know, it's a little slower paced, but it's still like just thinking back on how great it looked at the time. And that was, you know, I think it was a system seller for me, even as a kid, like seeing. Oh, for sure. Mario yeah. Kart 64. Yeah. Like, I got to have this console for this game. Well, Mark- I think that came out in 97, but. Yeah, it came out pretty early in the life cycle. It, it came it was out like February. Yeah, it came out in the beginning of the year. We talked about this in our Mario Kart episode and probably uh-huh. our N64 launch game episode also. But yeah, no, it came, it did come out like early that year, right after the 64 did. Cause I remember it coming out really soon after that Christmas. And for me, that was my first Mario Kart was Mario Kart 64. So that was like huge for me. Like I played the shit out of it and loved it. And I remember learning how to power slide and all that, like how long it took me mm-hmm. to do that. You know, once I, I think it was a perfect example of one of those games where like, as a consumer, I was like, all right, well, the N64 has this much power, then make Mario Kart better, but still have it be like the Super Nintendo one. And it's pretty much like the Super Nintendo one, I mean, but with, you know, better, yeah. Effects, mm. But like, it's it's cool how they did that and how they made it work. So yeah. it, it was exactly, it, 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 as far as like, you know, sure, like Mario 64 was like a game changer. It was a, a revolutionary game that was unlike anything we'd seen before. But Mario Kart 64 is more along the lines of, all right, this new tech should do Mario Kart this way. And it did. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it was a big expectations. It was. I mean, it was a revolution in itself, just like 3D environments and not the mode, not the mode seven and all that. But oh, like uh, I think of the level, whichever is it, Luigi's Raceway, where the the hot air balloon comes out of the sky. Like, yeah. And it gets and it gets low enough for you to get the item that's at the bottom of it. And then, of course, any of the big blue shell. Yeah. And then there's that I love that that shortcut in Wario Raceway like that's one of, that's probably my favorite part of the whole game. What where you go find the castle? Uh Wario Raceway where you like Oh jump yeah, you jump the, the wall at the very yeah, beginning yeah. of the level and like skip half the track. Yeah, over that, half the track. that one was really hard to do. I tried I think I maybe did it once but like after trying many a times but I can still do it almost yeah. flawlessly. Well, you like, should you should do it for the Mario Kart. They do they still have Mario Kart 64 competition at MGC or is it 8 now? I feel I like they we'll would like out. make me read that thing that was on Twitter. Like, you cheated and you learned nothing. You gained nothing <laughs> from this. Yeah, I didn't read any of that. Thankfully, I saw a lot of stuff about that idiot that said who's a gamer or not. And I say you are not a gamer, sir. So shut up. So I say to that guy. But anyway, so I played some of that. You know, whatever. It's fun. Uh, I played more of Zelda Two SP because it's so fun. Yeah. It's like you're like maxed out. It's nothing like I remember it. The hellscape that game holds in my memory like it's not like that now with all this extra stuff and save states on to boot so Zola 2 fun I haven't gotten that far I'm in the second castle but I'm still like having a good time I'm not mad at it yet yeah yeah of course I already mentioned earlier but I've been playing the Kid Icarus and that's another one of those games that's on my on my bucket list that I want to beat someday and I still don't feel like I really did but um, I'm learning more about the game and maybe someday I can tackle it 
Yeah, it'll make you make you better at it, right? If you go through it and it's not as brutally hard, you can at least like understand the way things work, like with it, with you not being killed constantly. So then maybe if right, you want to go for, back for through instance, it, like yeah. I know how to get through the first dungeon now. Like I know the exact path to go. Yeah, so now you could maybe try it on like the 3ds version or something and see how far you can get. Like that's a better way of learning to do it than just like throwing yourself into the the brutal difficulty of it, you know, like how it was made. Originally. Which is how it used to be, and that's why I still yep. feel, no matter what, I still feel like I'm cheating, even though I'm not. Mm. Even if I actually booted up the NES version and played through it and beat it, I would still feel like I learned how to play it because of just like a lot of advantages that modern technology allows. Sure. That's one of those games that I've tried, I don't know how many different times, to like, yeah, I'm going to play through a whole bunch of Kid Icarus, and... I just, for whatever reason, I could never get past like either the first or the second level. Yeah, I don't know. I have a. Is it really a, that difficult? I don't. I don't honestly remember. Is it really that difficult? It's hard. I the first, the first level's super. Yeah, I haven't. I didn't get. I didn't get that far in it. Like I got the 3D version, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna try to play it. And yeah, I think I was like, I played like the it's first one of those, part and kept it's dying. It's one of those weird like, games where like it's harder at the beginning and then gets easier as you go. I feel like that was a lot of the old school design. And that wasn't even games. like a sense of progression necessarily. It was just like, I don't know. It's like they laid it out in the wrong order almost. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, my, uh, my dad's little brother, my uncle, of course, uh, used to talk this game up all the time. He lived in North Carolina when I was a kid. So I only like hung out with him very occasionally, but he was like, you know, my cool uncle on my dad's side. You know, he like had a really cool, nice house and he like had his own business where he like installed pools and spas and like made a bunch of money doing that. And uh, he was like, Kid Icarus is the best game ever. Like he just like talked up this game all the time on Nintendo and we were like visited him. I remember I was like 12 or 13 and uh, we visited their house in North Carolina and he was like, you got to play Kid Icarus. And he like played it for a while and just like was blazing through it. He didn't beat it, but he like got really far and he's like, this is like my favorite game. And I've always wanted to beat it since then. And uh, he's since passed away. So that's another thing. Like, it's more like nostalgic for me. Like, I, I kind of want to beat this game because he like was so like proud of the fact that he could beat it because it's so hard. Oh, yeah. I mean, you would be. So, I mean, I've been able to like play through it a little bit more lately. And I kind of think I, I'm kind of happy that Nintendo gives us this option of these SP editions. Like, like we were saying earlier, at least you get to like get the lay of the land and these games that used to frustrate me and scare me are a little more approachable now. Yeah, kind of help you work through it with a with a little bit of a boost. And then, yeah, and then maybe someday I can actually play through Kid Icarus like for real, and I can be like, yes, finally, I've been wanting to do this since I was like twelve. Nice. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I've been playing through uh, Mario Brothers, uh, or Mario U, you know, Still, that one, the one yeah. that was on Wii. Um, I played all the way. Wii I beat it already, but yeah, I'm just trying to get more coins and stuff. Mm-hmm. But still have not unlocked a star road level. Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get a lot. If I remember correctly, I clicked a lot of those stars. But it's fun. I mean, it's a good pick up and play game. And after you beat it, it lets you save at any time. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that really helps. Because before you beat it, you have to like go back to like uh, a fortress or a ghost house or whatever to and play through it to save if you want to save. Did at any point now you can just save. At any- Did you ever go play the Mar- the Luigi stuff? The Super Luigi no, U. I still haven't. Why not, man? I forgot Waiting about on that. It, actually, until you just mentioned it. It's like you got a whole other game on there that you haven't even played. <laughs> I forgot about it. Yeah, because uh, I remember you said you wanted to beat you first before you did the Luigi stuff, even though they're not 
really like each other at all. I mean, there's like maybe like the way the the levels are mapped out is similar, but they're not. The levels aren't the same at all. They're completely different. That was one of the things that made me really sad that I didn't have a Wii U at the time. It's like, oh, they made a whole Super Luigi game. Well, you know what? You can play it yeah. now, John, on Switch. I could. You could. You could. can get it. You can you can play it on Switch if you want to. What, what I'll have you... to check that out. I totally forgot about it. Maybe I'll uh, try that on the write up Chicago. Yeah, I was gonna say like uh, I was like, did you even get to? Because the... you kept saying that you wanted to play the first one first, and I was like, well, you did get to that Luigi shit. It's uh, really hard. I'll tell you that, but might be fun. It's the extra extra hard mode on there, and it all it all but... starts. Everything starts with under a minute. Also, so the levels are shorter. But yeah, other than that, uh, I did mention at the top of the show I was playing a little Saints Row Four. I forgot I bought this on Steam like a couple of years ago. It says I bought it like in the beginning of 2016. That's probably when it's it came out. Three right? years ago. Yeah, well, I, it must have been on like Extreme Sale or something. I don't even know when I bought it, but like why I bought it. But um, now with the the uh, built-in uh, Switch Pro controller support, like it just it was awesome. Like I I already played a little bit of a. So you remember back in you know way back when we had uh, the guys that made Haunted Halloween on. Retro, we had the one guy, yeah. Retrotainment. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's their name. We're going to see them again at MGC. Hopefully, they have that game done that we talked about. The well, they're going to have a demo or one. Oh, will they? For full quiet, yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, we're going to play a demo. Let's we'll talk to um, them again then. I had totally forgotten that that the Switch support was in the Steam, like in general. So I, I was just recently like I had my controller plugged in, charging on my USB on my computer. And I booted up Steam, and it's like, hey, do you want to play with your Switch controller? I was like, yes. And then all the games I already have, I can play with the Switch controller. It automatically like configures them for that with full rumble and everything, like vibration. Nice. And, and so uh, I was like, shit. So I started playing some Saints Row and Saints Row 4, and man, that game's ridiculous. Those games are fun. I mean... I know we gave. I You're know we, basically just an invincible superhero from the get go. Like, it, yeah, you can't four, die in that game. four is, and that, well, three you get superpowers as you go. Like towards the yeah. end, you get some crazy shit. But this um, one's almost like in the first Infamous game, like how it works. Like it was almost a Spider-Man game, but it wasn't. Yeah, that's yeah. how it feels. Like, it, oh, like sure, how yeah. the approach to like climbing buildings and stuff works. Yeah, Mag- Magic City Man. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> like I'll like piss a bunch of cops off and get to where I've got like crazy powerful like cop enemies coming after me and then I just like super jump out away and find <laughs> yeah. a building and then and I get out of their zone and they stop pursuing me and it's like yeah. this game's not hard at all like all I've done on it is fuck around I haven't actually yeah. done anything you haven't actually yet. played the game no I just go around killing people until uh, the cops come and then I kill as many cops as I can and I get these crazy vehicles from these aliens that appear yeah, and I fly those around and then it resets and then I start over again. I think you're like, aren't you like the president or something? You're the, you're the president one? and you're a superhero. Yeah, it's just like you've like fully ascended. Because in the third one, you like yeah, as you go, you get powers, and I think you get like a super punch at one point at least. But uh, yeah, and that that came out 2013 was the fourth one. So I keep forgetting how old these games are. I know I was gonna say I know we gave a lot of shit to the price of Saints Row the Third, which forty dollars for a game that's like eight years old is kind of a lot, I guess. That's, that's a lot, yeah. but it's also a lot of fun to play. I mean, you'll definitely get forty dollars worth of time in there if you if you want to play it. Like I mean, I put I played at least over sixty hours in Saints Row Three, and I didn't beat it. I just I played played a lot of it. And it was, I play and a it lot of fun. my Switch sitting right here where I am now, and like now with my 
I can just sit and play my computer the exact same way as though it were a console and yeah. play Saints Row Four. So I don't know about three. I still don't know about three. I think you were. I think I think, I think three was a better game though. I remember that even being mentioning mentioned when four came out. Like in the reviews, people yeah, yeah, I think people said three was better. But whatever. But that's been pretty much it. Yeah, between uh, old Switch games and rediscovering my Steam library with my Switch controller. That's what I've been doing this week, prepping for the event. Switching, yeah. switching on both fronts. Yeah, yeah. Nice. For me, I, I haven't been playing anything, but I do have two things to mention. One was, you know, I work at a, a VR arcade, right? And every once in a while, we get these kids come up and, oh, do you have Mario VR or whatever? Um, so a kid comes up and he says, oh, do you have Mario VR? And I said, no, we don't have Mario VR. Um, but we do have, uh, some Nintendo switches upstairs. And so from that, the kid and I got to talking about Nintendo switch and all that. He's like maybe seven or eight years old. Mm-hmm. Right. I said, Oh yeah, I play switch all the time. And the kid goes, Oh yeah, I do too. I got mine right here. See, he pulls it out of his bag. He holds it up proudly and it's just got the most like horribly shattered screen. Oh no. Like that thing is seen. <laughs> hell and he's just presenting it so proudly i've got my switch right here i could play i could play fortnite anywhere uh i I had to brace myself from like (laughs) recoiling in horror at the site wow it's like oh cool yeah nice switch yeah sure maybe you should get uh, maybe you should get a case for it kid (laughs) yeah it's not so broken i thought you were gonna tell me the kid like broke it right there in front of you no, I thought you. No. Were gonna, I thought you were going to tell me that he pulled out a 3ds and he's like, "Look at my switch!" And you're like, "Listen, <laughs> listen, kid, hey, kid, kid, come here. Let, let me talk to you for a second. Uh, your parents lied to you. I'm sorry. I, they probably couldn't afford a switch, so they got you this. Or he pulls out a Game Boy, like Game Boy Advance. He's like, "Hey, or like an <laughs> iPad with like Wiimotes tied to it." Well, that would be even worse because then you'd have to pay an, play an iPad. But yeah, no. His that, dad was standing <laughs> right behind him too, and like his dad kind of like. Gave a little look to me, like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get him another one eventually. He's like, "We we thought we we thought we could get him this three hundred dollar thing. He broke it, but hey, he's still playing it. So there you go." Yeah. Well, I've never seen a switch with a shattered screen, but it would make That's, me sad too. Wow. How do you feel seeing that? Like, does does it make you think like there needs to be a remel a remodel? Yeah, actually, a kid proof one. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a lot of broken switches out there in the world, and. uh it makes sense to have a, a more durable remodel for the young ones. Yeah. Yeah. So that was sad. But on the positive front, I was out uh, by Universal Studios just yesterday, Universal Studios here in Los Angeles. And, you know, I'm, I'm shopping. They have an outdoor, they have like an outdoor shopping district where you don't have to go into the park. You can shop for free and whatever. But you do get a peek into the park. And I saw Super Nintendo World. Oh. I saw it. I saw it going up. Um, and this is so a it's still, Universal, right? Universal Studios? Yep. yep. Okay. So it's still behind scaffolding and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't actually see the real the real park, but I saw the shape of it. Um, it's right up at the front. It, like, it's right up at the front entrance. So they're, like, building it loud and proud. Like, it's right there. They want to show it off. Um, I want to say it's about 75 feet tall. There's like this big, you guys have seen the pre-renders of what it's going to look like and stuff. But what I saw was the big platform, the big like giant square platform. Uh, that's about all I could see. 
Um, I couldn't really get any details or anything. I tried to get as close as I could without actually buying a ticket to the park, but it was just exciting to know that behind that fence and that that scaffolding was Super Nintendo World. It was right there. So it's a real thing. It's happening. Yeah, that's crazy. They're actually You're so close to it. You were so I was so close. It's good to know that they're actually working on it. Like I'm looking at the pictures that you sent right now. It's just kind of like it's just like a big it's like a box just covered yeah. in this green mesh stuff, whatever. Yeah, it's unremarkable. There's no there's no like coming soon Super Nintendo World. It's just but you know, it's you, you know what it nothing is. Nothing identifiable right now. Yeah, but it's the only thing they're building right now mm-hmm. at the park. So, yeah, that was it. All right. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. and, and it's, there's, there hasn't been an official time for that yet, right? Like a release date? Just there has been. Like, I forget exactly what it is. I think it's 2021. Let's say, oh, oh shit, it's still far away then. <laughs> like two years? Maybe, maybe it was next summer. I was going to say, like... Yeah. The, did they say like next year at some point? Like that's what I would guess. Yeah, I was uh, that. maybe it was next year. Let's see. Super Nintendo World opening. Yeah, well, the Tokyo one's opening in 2020. Yeah, I thought that one. Orlando. First. It is nice to think that's like an entire theme park within a giant, a bigger theme park, right? It's not just like a couple of rides or something. It's mm-hmm. like no, it's not just like. I mean, I, I think there's going to be the major. The major ride is going to be the Mario Kart, and I think I heard there's going to be a Zelda ride. But you know, it's not just like it's not just like one ride. You know, yeah, yeah. It's like not like at Six Flags they have the Superman yeah. ride and that's it. Well, they are making their own corner of the park. It's a world. There's got to be yeah. a bunch of stuff. Right. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there was an official date announced for the Nintendo one. But I mean, mm-hmm. at least they're getting started on it, so that's good for the California one. Or yeah, what did I say? The Super Nintendo one. That, yeah, the California one. I mean, I know this, they want to premiere it with the Olympics in Japan in 2020 next year, but but yeah, I don't know. But you'll you'll be uh, you'll be able to take a look at it whenever you head over there. So see, yeah. maybe in a few months it'll look different. But uh, if you're in the area, you'll go up there to Universal. You can take a peek for free. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Well, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about the news and other things. Maniacs, would you like to get some bonus content from your friends at Nintendo Main Podcast? Well, if you go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast, you could do that very thing. For $5 a month, you can hear some extra bonus stuff, which we are going to call Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. Here's a taste right here. And looking at this guy's eyes and understanding that he was through shit, I mean... He's been to many right? YMCAs. I mean, I can, I can look in my look in the mirror and understand that as well, you know, but it's like, hey, it was just funny because they were... Like, what? they just reminded me of that, like, what you were saying. It's like, it's like can you see right. all the wrinkles? Can you see, like, the way his skin folds over here? Do you understand? Do you understand that he has been through everything? And it's like, well, 
who gives a shit? Like, really? Come on, you got to write a good story or whatever. talk about the news does it was there any we don't have any rumors for this week do we no rumors i mean aside from other oh, than wait, the, wait. Yeah, the usual direct rumors okay so right we got one rumor i i just i want to mention it just so you can hear my awesome rumor thing that i made from last week which if you haven't heard it you should listen to it you'll hear it right now xbox nintendo playstation rumors yeah, so there's like this rumor going around that there's going to be something happening tomorrow, the 11th, which will be yesterday if you're listening to this, with uh, Reggie fils Weirdly, a part of um, with the upstairs of the New York building is closed, which is where they normally watch directs and stuff. Oh, right. I found that to be a strange tweet. I mean, I follow them on Twitter, so I saw it myself. I didn't even – nobody reported on it. I actually saw it. And I was like, well, that's that's weird. But, I mean, I didn't really – I felt like it had been like we had just had a direct not that long ago, but then again, we did get like three directs in, in one week that one time. So I don't know, but if for some reason something does happen, I'm sure there'll be like an extra like 20 minutes or something at the end of this episode where we can talk about it tomorrow afternoon or something like that. If we can, I don't know. I, I really don't think anything's going to happen, but yeah, there's been speculation about but that. There was, it was not just about this, the, the store sign, right? Like, I thought I heard it break earlier this week, and then the store sign thing came up, like, yesterday. Yeah. So what was the original thing that uh, sparked the rumor speculation? Uh, some person that's uh, that's uncle works at uh, works at Nintendo Main. Or not, not Nintendo Main. <laughs> some guy whose uncle works at Nintendo, you know? It was your it? nephew? I say that limits the nieces and nephews. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I can pinpoint them down. There's, like, four, <laughs> there's four of them. Hunt you down. I don't. I mean, all those rumors start from what? Like some fucking Twitter person that thinks that they know shit and says something, and somebody thinks it's real. I feel like that's how all those start, right? They're not. Whoever it was, I remember reading. Like, of course, I because I dive in deep into these comment threads, which I shouldn't do, but I do. It can make it can make you really sad, and it's also going to be really scary. So be careful. I mean, I know you I know, know, but it's. Fine. I know you know the evils uh, of comments. It's like bungee jumping, you know. You hope you come back at it after the bottom part, but. <laughs> Um, no, just basically saying the, the this particular, and I can't remember who they are now. But it, but in the reverberations of people commenting to each other, like they correctly predicted a Smash Brothers direct once last year, <laughs> I think. So that's like how so that yeah. dependable they are. They they've been right one time. They once said a thing that was yeah correct. But I mean, how long has it been since the last direct? Now, like two weeks. It's not been that long. Like. The thing is, like, directs are happening at quite a regular pace, so guessing at any point is going to seem somewhat accurate. Was there any obvious thing um, from the last direct that was missing? Like, maybe 
any mention of Animal Crossing. Yeah, I figured that would be an E3 thing. I don't know. Right? Same. I think yeah. that would be an E3 yeah. thing. Yeah, I don't know where. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Some. I feel like some person just was like, "Hey, I predicted it this one time." So that's where I think maybe at E three we we might also hear about and a new Zelda's in the works, but they won't actually reveal anything about it. Yeah, they might actually show maybe a snippet of something, but no, they won't show anything about Metroid. No, yeah, I, I say I say no dice to that to that rumor, but I guess you know it'll be funny if something happens. We talk about it later on the show, but I don't think we will. That's and I don't I don't know why Reggie's retirement would really play into it because he already made a goodbye video. Yeah. True. Yeah. Like I don't see the sense of making another one just well, because it's the day. Well, he has to come on and burn Mother Three. Like that's what that was. That was your prophecy. <laughs> I mean, it would be cool if he had some sort of like you know sort of tr- almost troll like goodbye moment in a video but he could always like make an appearance later on and do something like that you know maybe he's getting maybe he's already in the maybe they already shot their e3 stuff who knows you know i don't know yeah, you never know i know it takes a long time to make those i'm sure it takes a long time to make those directs so they'd probably work on them way ahead of time before they actually come out yeah right that, that's true maybe they're filming just something for e3 is it coming up around the corner and yeah. they have a store that would be a nice background close, relatively speaking two months away about, Very close. right yeah yeah yeah, I don't know. I'm saying, oh no, for that one. <laughs> ah. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying no. Yeah, I'm but, gonna say no as well. But the thing about Nintendo Directs is like they just pop up. You're pretty much almost right every time because it's gonna be you know once every like month and a half they do one. But sometimes when they do one, they'll actually do a cluster of like several like within weeks of each other. So it's like. Mm-hmm. You're almost always right if you say there's a Nintendo Direct coming soon because it's going to happen within like three weeks usually. Well, soon is relative. And then <laughs> yeah, every the once in a while soon. you'll be very much on point because if you just keep guessing every day, you could be right. <laughs> yeah, right. But enough about that. It's you know, and if it does happen, it'll be like a mini, I think. But um, so was there's some big releases this week. We already talked about uh, Labo VR. That's the big one on Friday. But my personal pick of the week, the game that I've been playing two months ahead of all you idiots that waited for it to come out now, the Phoenix Wright Trilogy is finally out. It came out on Tuesday. I've been ranting to people on various Facebook groups about that for a while. For anybody who's like, you know, keep talking about it coming out. I was like, dude, you could have bought it two months ago. Came out in, came out in February. You could, you could have enjoyed it then. But it's it's a great game. It's out now officially in the American eShop. Welcome to my world now, people who don't download stuff from the Japanese eShop. You can get the full on Phoenix, right? But that's it's a pretty stellar lineup, like with that. So you have that. You got Hell, was it Hellblade coming out on Friday, which is something I would be very much interested in getting and probably have a high percentage of getting if we weren't going to a convention. You know, I kind of can't, can't get it, wouldn't have time to play it. But that's coming out for 30 on Friday. There's also the Shadowgate remake, which I'm interested in, but I think the game kind of looks awful, like the graphics do. So. I'm kind of need to wait for reviews on that, but as far as the pick of the week for me, I think Phoenix Wright because I've already played it and I know that's great. And it's like everything is, you know, they they redid the art like it's all in HD now. It looks really nice, and I haven't played played Labo yet, so I think that's my full on pick. Thirty dollars for three games is a great deal. So anybody who hasn't gotten that yet or didn't get it off the Japanese eShop, you can do it now officially. It came out this Tuesday, so it's pretty cool. Also, I support the motion. 
you, uh, Overruled. You, you don't you don't object. <laughs> Overruled. Hold it. They say that too a lot. So the thing that I want to say is like nobody's an idiot if they already had the scheme. Otherwise, I want to make that clear. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't mean you're really an idiot. I'm being because like I'm you could have had this game like you know like twelve years ago. That's true. You could you could have had on DS, but not on the Switch, man. And it was already portable then, so it's not like this offers much more than any other version, other than it just kind of puts it all under one umbrella. Oh, it also looks a hell of a lot better than it did before. Okay, yeah, it's all on HD and shit. Yeah, I mean, all the all the stuff is redrawn, Mm -hmm. and it's uh, it looks actually. You know what? Hellblade's already out right now, as we're talking. Shadowgate is too. I was gonna, I was gonna look for something in here. Oh yeah, Monster Boy is on sale for thirty dollars, which is uh pretty cool. Um, like like I said, I got, I we're going to the convention, so I'm not really in the position to buy anything. I bought VR, and that's all I'm getting as far as new stuff goes. But that makes it a little more feasible as a purchase. But yeah, still not quite there. Yeah, I would, I would prefer if it was more around twenty for me. Twenty is the magic number for that game. I think that's the. Ma- I said it a couple weeks ago. It's my magic number for everything. That that terrible game that we talked to for Jan me it's and, fifteen. Un- Unbox is seven fifty again. I talked to talked about Janet and talked to Janet about that like when she was on here. That really right. terrible looking three D platformer that is probably better than Poi. I don't know. I haven't played Poi, but it looks uh, it, it just looks hilariously bad. And I always wanted to play it, and it's seven dollars again. But once again, convention not really buying anything. Monster Boy is on sale. I think that I think that's the biggest sale of the week. For thirty, like I said, wish it was twenty or fifteen. Even if it was fifteen, I definitely get it. Other than that, uh, it's not a whole lot that I'm seeing on here. So Toki Tori is two fifty. Want some really really cheap shit? Sonic Forces down ten dollars, nineteen ninety nine. Too much. Oh, a uh, major thing actually that's really cool. Uh, Outrun is on sale for five ninety nine. Hey, that's a good deal. Outrun, the best arcade racer ever. It's on sale. Get that. Enter the Gungeon's on sale. Fury. I've heard Enter the Gungeon is like I gotta buy that. You can People play. Just keep like it's like a circle jerk on Reddit. Like you can play my version of it. I have it. You can play. People mine. just keep throwing it up. Like you gotta get circle er, circle Gungeon. Not circle Gungeon. I would put. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I, you gotta get circle jerk. <laughs> I, <I'm> a, <laughs> circle jerk. <laughs> I mean that's pretty much how that all articles about Enter the Gungeon on Reddit are just people being like. I'm so glad I bought this. Yeah, I'm glad you bought it too. I'm also glad I bought it. Yeah, glad we all bought this. It's so great. <laughs> glad we bought it. Hey, we're all glad we bought it. It's like you can't pass it up for five ninety nine because we're all glad we bought it. <laughs> you should buy it. By the way, that's kind of like seriously. That's like I'm. By the way, we all work for Gungeon. It, pretty much it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, send us a free code. I say, uh, uh, just play my version of it because I have it and I don't play it that often. So there you go. It's kind of I put it in the same realm of uh, Hollow Knight. <laughs> I think it's in the same area where people talk about it a lot, and I don't just don't get it. I mean, it's yeah, it's fine. It's a it's a fine game if you like, you know, if you like a game that's procedurally generated and you just go through and die a bunch and then do it again. You know, it's uh, there's only so much I can take of those games, but yeah, I have that game. It's on sale. Whoopee! There it is. Cool. I mean, hell. <laughs> I'll be good. Hey, you buy it. I bought it. I'm glad that you bought it. I'm glad you bought it. Yeah. So I want to. So here, let's talk about a. Let's talk about a movie that's announced for uh, new stuff. 
Uh, Dragon, there's a Dragon Quest animated movie happening right now. Apparently, a lot of people are being butthurt about that because the characters don't look like they were drawn by Kiri Toriyama. Can't, yeah, that's a good point. Can't make anybody happy. But I mean, and it's, it's in three D. I mean, not, not three D, but it's it's, it's computer, computer generated, generated movie, yeah. right? Um, I don't know if you'd want it to look exactly like the video game. Yeah, cell shaded, shaded style. Yeah. You know, if you did cell shading, then his his mark could definitely be shown. Yeah, I mean, t- don't get me wrong. Like, I-, I love Toriyama's art, and that his uh, monster designs. I always, I always figured was like the best. The best there is. The monster designs are insane. But I want. Of course, I, I have him to thank for my Chrono Trigger nostalgia. Yeah, because he, uh, yeah, he he did all that stuff. But I watched the trailer for it, and it looks like it's based on Dragon Quest V, which is cool, which I think is probably the best story to follow if you're going to do a story. It's probably Dragon Quest V. It's definitely the most interesting, I think, of all of them. And probably, yeah, I, I would I would say that's the best one to do. If I was going to do a movie of any Dragon Quest game, I'd go for that one. Because you can see he's wearing, like, the blue outfit, like the hero's outfit that you wear in that. In particular, Saber's in there, his giant cat. You see it in the trailer as well. Um, you see... Uh, his lady friend, which uh, I'm I'm sure he's going to end up in that one. There's like three different girls you can marry in the DS version. I don't know if they're going to end up. Bianca was his was his lady friend. So I knew it was going to come to me. But yeah, I see Bianca in there and all that. So yeah, I mean, if I can find a, I'm sure I can find an English version of that at some point. But yeah, no, I'd love to see that movie. I love those Dragon Quest stories. So looks looks good to me. I don't I don't I don't mind that it's 3D. Whatever. Looking, looking, yeah, I'll check it out. Looking pretty dope. I'll check it out as soon as I can. I would I definitely mean, watch a Dragon Quest movie. Hell yeah! If it was on, if it was on sale, like I, in our uh, honeymoon Japan adventures, I was thinking about. I wanted to see a movie. Like I wanted to go see a movie there. Like whether it was in English or not, I just want to go in and watch a movie. So go see a Dragon Quest. Oh, so if so I, so I can see it and it's that'd actually cool. playing, I could just go see it. You know, I was if it lines up, that, that. yeah, if it happens to line up at the time, I don't know what the actual release date of, of it is yet, but you can probably figure out right now what movies are going to be playing then. Oh, what what's going to be playing in October? I mean, that's like six, mm-hmm. it's like six months from now. Oh, it's it's ca- it's going it's heading to Japanese theaters in August. So if it's still there in uh, October, we could we could try to go. That would be dope. That's so soon. Yeah, but speaking of soon things. Uh, that's my segue. Mortal Kombat 11 is now available on the eShop to preload. And it's huge. And there, it's, yeah, it's 22 gigs download, which, you know, that's what I expect. I mean, it's, that. That's but the, isn't there an additional, like, day of release download that you have to have? Probably, I don't know, there normally is. You mean, like, a like a day one DLC it's an additional, or like, 11 or 12 gigs, I, I oh. thought I read. I just saw 22. But there is um there's a hundred dollar edition you can get. There's a gold version on there, wow. which I guess is. Um, what does that include? I guess it's does that have a fatality where you get your wallet strangled? <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't need to. You you just you just buy it and it's automatically strangled. You don't even need to see it. You can feel it. It's it's basically the equivalent of the deluxe edition on the PS4 and Xbox One versions, except you can only get it digitally. You can't you can't buy a physical version of it. Is what it is, but you get you'll get some DLC on the day of it. Maybe that's the extra eleven gigs that you're thinking about, Jeremy. But there is there is three there's thirteen DLC items on the eShop here for the deluxe edition. Includes six new DLC playable characters released over time, seven exclusive character skins, exclusive sets of gear, 
and the con- it says the main game of the combat pack. The combat pack is all that stuff. So that's basically what it is. Uh, I don't think I can drop $100 on <laughs> Mortal Kombat yet, but I'm going to get it for sure. It's coming out the the Monday after Easter. It's the perfect time to kill people on, I the, mean, just, on the go. It, just think of those funds as being like the blood pouring out of your veins. Yeah. For extra gore. But uh, there's there's a little tiny there's a little tiny uh, trailer out there for the Switch version. You can see like about three seconds of the gameplay on uh, on uh, YouTube now. You can find that. Uh, I watched it. It really doesn't show you anything, but it looks the same as the other one. It's just, uh, but it has like kind of a cool like a, a Smash Brothers esque trailer where like two people meet in an area and they're both ready to fight each other with their switches and all that stuff. So it looks like Nintendo's uh, promoting it pretty well, and also a. Uh, also, a friend of the show wrote an article about it, uh, Rebecca did, which I think this is really rad, actually, um, pertaining to Mortal Kombat 11. But uh, there's uh, they've basically removed, like, they their characters aren't overly sexual, the women. There's, like, there's like no cleavage now. It's that uh, they're actually wearing, like, armor that you would wear, not, like, armor that only covers, so they're just like, dressed one part of you. Battle. Yeah. It's not all about, like... Uh, it's not, like, an obvious, like, let's get rid of the boobs, but it's more, like, let's dress sensibly. Yeah, and also they've taken out like enormously huge boobs. Like they didn't make it like unrealistically, like our you know like our friend from uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Like right. n- n- nobody looks like her or anything like that. Or the know? entire Dead or Alive series. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, and I think that's great. I mean, I think that's a good. And it's funny coming from uh, Mortal Kombat. You know, that's like such like a punk rock type game of the you know of the industry. But I like that they're that they're uh, doing stuff like that. You know. I say, I say more power to him. There was a, so Mortal Kombat nine, the PlayStation three one, that was like the first like remake or whatever. Um, there, there's like this tower that you go through where you have to do all these different things, you know? And when you get to the very top of the tower, what you get is basically Melina wearing like practically nothing. That was like an unlockable outfit for that. And that kind of like ticked me off that that was what you got in there. I kind of thought back then even that maybe we had progressed past that. And then maybe we should stop doing stuff like that. But now, hey, we're finally there. And even like what Mortal Kombat three, they were wearing like the fishnet thing, like where their the female ninja outfits was just like completely open in the front, just with like two strings going back and forth, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think it's good that they're progressing to like to less objectification of their characters and all that. You know, I mean, I don't think you would wear if you're about to fight some dude that has giant blades coming out of his hands. I don't think you're going to wear like nothing to that. You know, if you're going up against Baraka, let him do the shredding. You don't do the shredding before. I'd like continue. to read that article. So I saw you link to something off of Facebook I did. by Rebecca, and I did. Yeah, I wasn't able to read it, but I'll check it out. So was it? Do you know what publication she wrote it for? Or was it just something she posted there, or was it a blog? It was Sugar Gamer. It was for Sugar Gamers. That's what she. Okay, cool. That's a company yeah, she works for. But yeah, no, I'm interested in reading that. That's really cool. And like. Uh, of course, it didn't get rid of the other like gratuitous things, like the violence and the, the no, gore course, and all that. Of course, the blood is still there. Yeah, the, I, I like that they like got rid of the gratuitous part that doesn't matter for the the series. I, I can put a link to it in the in the details of the episode. But the yeah, the the article is called "Mortal Kombat 11 in the Case of the Missing Cleavage," which I think is a, is a great title for That's it. It's a great title. Yeah, but yeah, no, there's some just some pictures of different characters and how they're properly armored now and there's less skin in the game which is fine I'm, I'm into that so yeah lots lots of lots of uh stuff coming up for mortal Kombat 11 here i'm uh 
I'm excited. I'm I'm 100% in. I'm not preloading it yet because, once again, I said money and stuff. It's out soon, though, right? Uh, a couple weeks. The day after Easter, like I said. Mm-hmm. The perfect day to April kill people. April 22nd. April 22nd, which I actually thought was the 23rd, but now it's showing up as the 22nd, So, which is weird because it's a Monday release. Normally, they release on Tuesday. What about Mortal Monday? <laughs> they were the originator. Was maybe there, that's why they're doing it. Maybe they're bringing back Mortal Monday. Yeah, maybe. So much for Traumatic Tuesday. <laughs> traumatic, traumatic Tuesday. All right. So what else do we got? Did we go through the games that were on the NES? Well, then, yeah. Did I we mean, talk about last week. Kid Icarus, but we didn't mention them. Um, we, we, talked, we talked last week. I guess we don't really need to talk yeah. about them. I mean, the NES games are out now, the new ones. Um, the, the, big, the big surprise of the week, actually, is that the same games are out for the Japanese store yeah. as the Japanese as the American. No extra thing on Famicom. Even though, I mean, Mario Brothers 2 is a Famicom game. so Right. So yeah. that was a thing I saw someone complaining about on Twitter, that the uh, the aesthetic's different now because since that game here. still has the cover art from the Japanese version. Yeah. Well, because it's not really, wasn't a game. Because here. it wasn't a real Nintendo release. Yeah, so yeah. that's kind of cool. We got an unofficial Nintendo release, not just like an SP edition, but like, yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. Although you could still have this game in a lot of other places, and I have it. I have it on the Wii. I have it on the Wii U. I have it on the on my D on my 3DS. I have it on Super Mario All Stars, the actual cartridge. I have it on Super Mario All Stars, my Super Famicom cartridge that I own, and uh, now I have it this way too. I only have it on Wii. Let's see. I only have it on Wii and here. Yeah, I own this game a lot. Well, I mean, and and All Stars, I guess. I don't really count that as the same thing because didn't they make it a little bit easier? Is what I read. The All Stars one, though, had some. Well, I think I think the physics were carried over from Mario World in all those games. Yeah, 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 and it's a remake anyway. So I mean, it's the graphics are improved. Sure, the original game. Yeah, but the original game was yeah a retooling of the. Of the same engine and just they threw it on the disc system for extra shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and and of course to let people know what the true Mario Two is, of course, and to be to let them brutally torture themselves. That's pretty badass. This is on the Switch now. I mean, it's where it belongs. Yeah, uh, well, and it, it completes all the Mario Two D games. Like, yeah, now you have all them. The well, they are all here now yep. for twenty dollars a year. You can play them. So, uh, supposedly, do you guys know anything about the stage builder thing for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? I know nothing other than seeing it in the, uh, seeing that screenshot from the video. Is that an actual announcement, or is it just somebody saw it's it not. In, a, in a trailer? Because of, like, they did a, a, a newer trailer for Smash Brothers on their official YouTube channel. And, yeah, it it's just, a, like, a screen, pop, a screen grab from one part of it. Hmm. Where you see the menu and you think maybe they're going to release a, a stage builder soon. Well, I think they will. I don't know about it soon I mean, specifically, I, but I think it's coming out. I mean, they did did it in the past. It was um, on it, it was on the Wii U version of it. Like that had a stage builder. So I yeah I, I say yes. I think it's going to happen. It's going to be yeah. maybe was it be, stock footage or was it like just like an old screen they had to show on the background? Who knows? But. Maybe at this point, it's it's definitely like the rumor mills are spinning on it. Didn't they say there was a big update coming up for that anyway? Like uh, Smash Brothers? I mean, I, I think don't remember. I think they did. Maybe it's maybe it I think we just had one. 
I think we got an update. Like, no, about I don't know about a big one, but wasn't there one last week? I don't know. I, I honestly haven't played Smash I Brothers haven't. in a long time, so I don't even know <laughs> if there is one. Then, then whatever. But yeah, that's kind of a fun thing because it's one of those things where it's like you can't really call it a you can't completely call it a rumor because that's an official piece of media that Nintendo released with that. You just got to catch it in the background. You you got to wonder, did they do that on purpose? Or was that someone's laziness? I doubt it. I mean, it had to have been on purpose to a certain extent to, to get people like hyped up about Smash again because, I mean, people remain hyped, but it's always good to create new. And other than Joker coming out soon, like what's what else is there for Smash? Yeah. I I mean, levels, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, like I said, they already had that for uh, the Wii U version. So, I mean, I'm sure they had it planned. I don't think we ever talked about this, but did we ever talk about the new uh, the Splatoon Spring update that they were doing and the new Splatfest that's happening next weekend? I don't, I don't think so. Did. Oh, apparently, Splatoon is getting uh, getting like a spring update, and uh, the big thing out of it is uh, they're doing a hare versus tortoise okay. Splatfest next Friday. So I, I think we forgot to mention that a couple episodes ago, but... That is happening. I know there's going to be like new gear and stuff. This will be version 4.6. All sorts of A- other shit. The Aesop update. Sorry, the tortoise and the hare is an Aesop, people. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's what's happening with that. Um, also, uh, Starlink has decided that they're not making any more toys, which I didn't think they were going to. But, yeah. They made it official. It's official, yeah. yeah. put out a statement. They're done. And it sounds like from the statement that they want to continue releasing digital content for it, but uh, they flat out admitted here I can look up the exact wording yeah, it says uh, they flat out admitted despite the immense and continuous support from our players the sales for our Starlink battle for Atlas fell below expectations consequently, we recently made the decision not to release any additional physical toys for the spring update and in the future yeah, not surprising but still like Interesting to see that they're like part of their plan was to continue with the DLC, and mm. I, I applaud them for continuing with that. Like that's sort of like praising, like that's good for the early adopters, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Does that they, mean does it is it going to actually be rare? It's going to be hard to find this these toys now. Or are they going to become collectible? I don't know. I mean, maybe some of the ones that aren't Fox, like the yeah. ones that people didn't get, like like Joe and his whatever whatever that guy was, you know, like. Bill and the spaceship, like, you know, all the other people that people didn't care for, those are probably, it's always the rare ones that, that get uh, people are after. But I also, I, I was under the impression that they were going to have some free DLC digital stuff as well. Yeah, it says, additionally, there will be a ton of free content yeah. to expand your games, such as additional, additional missions, missions, challenges, and new activities. So uh, it'll probably bring me back to it again. I'll play it again. So I actually... Uh, I didn't mention it earlier, but I did. I did actually. Speaking of going back to stuff, I did play Mario Tennis again, Mario Tennis Aces, and uh, I think that game is good. I still think it's good. They keep adding shit. I turned it on, and I got like three new characters, and I blew through a couple levels in the single player. I feel like they made the single player again, like easier again since I played last. I feel like every time I play, there's a new DLC thing or new update download. But I haven't gone back to it. I think I was bitter about it. Yeah, tennis and tennis and Starlink are kind of in the same area actually i like tennis better than starlink but 
But my my big problem with Starlink is that I always that I wish that it was not a Toys to Life thing. I wish it was just a game. I figured it'd be a lot better. Now it is. If it was just a game. Well, if they make it to where like you don't need to what I'm asking is I want you guys to send me some free ships. Just send me some free ships so I can get some extra lives so I can actually get through the game because because I feel like there's some parts where they want you to get by extra stuff and I just don't want to buy anything for it. So, yeah, send me some DLC, I guess. And all I wanted to do was play through the regular stuff, Fox story, but I just kept running into stuff and I didn't want to grind. So, you know, that's my big thing on that. But at least they've admis- admitted defeat. So it's good for them. I think that's most of, isn't that most of our new stuff? I think that's is, it, yeah. is there anything that I'm missing? That's all I really had. I wanted to just just because our next episode is going to be all MGC, all MGC all the time will be our next couple episodes. Woo-hoo! But I just wanted to do like a little preview thing, you know, because we are going there in a couple of days. Actually, if at the time of you hearing this, if you're listening to it on Friday, we will probably already be there and already be like hanging out with uh, twirling Billy Mitchell's mustache or whatever. Yep. <laughs> if he's there again. But um yeah, let's I figure we'd just talk about like some stuff that we're expecting to see, maybe some things that we're looking for. Like uh I don't really have uh I don't really have much like uh what do I call them, uh, holy grails, I guess. Same. That, I'm, that I'm looking for anymore because I really of, feel uh, that way this year. Because I I mean I got Pokemon X D Gale of Darkness last last yeah, Oprah's year. Friend. So <laughs> that actually reminds me, uh actually a listener of ours, I, f- I forgot to read her comment last week but I wanted to, um, another Gale, but not Gale of Darkness. Uh, actually friend, friend of the show. Uh, she has a podcast as well. The SFX podcast, faking it as SFX podcast. Anyway, she, uh, she commented on our community. I just want to read it before we get into the MGC stuff. She commented on our, on our community saying, Hey, does anybody have any thoughts on the Nintendo 2DS, 3DS and any games that, that go with it? Thinking about getting one, but not sure if it's worth it or there's a better option. I answered, I, I mean, I commented on it, but I wanted to read it to you guys as well. And this is from uh, Gail Martin. Um, I would say, yeah, get a 2DS if you don't care about the 3D, because it sounds like that's not that big of a deal. Well, I mean, th- the thing is, like, getting a 2DS or a 3DS, you just get access to so many games. Like, you just have, like, if you've right. never... If, and and I think most importantly, if you're into like RPG strategy games, I think that's probably their strongest suit because there are lots and lots of very very strong games on there. If I mean, nothing else, the 3DS is like if you don't really want to play games on your phone and you want to save the battery, buy a 3DS. Yeah, like it's less than a what less than 150 now, and you've yeah. got a separate thing for games that you can play. Yeah, like save your phone battery. And if you're not you go for the 3DS just for the clamshell design. 
Yeah. Even if you don't like the 3D. Well, there, well, there are well, like... Well, the 2DS has the... Yeah, there's the the new, 2DS. The new oh, is there one? Yeah, the, new t- yeah. the, the new 2DSs are clamshells, and they're cheaper. I would say that's yeah. probably the ideal one to buy right now. Yeah. I mean, if you want to... Because the you don't really ever need the 3D for anything. Like, it's not something that... I guess maybe, like, 3D land, like, used a little bit of it where you might need it. It did, and... But I don't think it's going to be, like, a something to where you can't play through the game, right, if you're not using it. I don't think so. I don't think it's think to that point. Easier way to find secrets. Yeah, yeah. Certain true. But no, I I highly recommend it. Like if you don't if you don't really care much about buying new games as they come out, like that type of thing, I think that three DS, two DS, DS it's just there's it's lots the, of it's the most robust yeah. library probably. Yeah. Like you'll probably get the most games that you NES can play. Console, Nintendo consoles. And I don't think any of them are like super expensive either. Like they're not really to the point of like it's not to that point where like they're really sought after, and there's some that are just like super overpriced. Like I don't, I can't really think of any like super duper rare DS games that you'd have to pay a lot. You of basically money for. drop what you would pay for like one of your utility bills, and then you have access to like crazy amounts of Nintendo games, like <laughs> all just can't charge your system. Nintendo games, Super Nintendo games. That's true. Well, yeah. I'd say like yeah. Still pay your power bill. So add one extra power bill one month, and that pays for your. Yeah. Yes. Well, if you get if you get one of the new, if you want to get the new models, like the new 3ds or the new TDS, you can download Super Nintendo games with that as well. So that's like another right. like, an, another system that you can throw in there. But yeah, no, I say 100 percent go for it. And then there's all like the Sega Ages games and. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were the Sega. They were like the 3D. Oh, they're not called Sega. Ages. They're not called Sega Ages, but they're like the Sega 3D remakes that were in there. For the um, 3ds, like you can play, uh, you can play Outrun in 3D, which I have, of course, and uh, Streets of Rage 2 in 3D. Uh, I have Sonic the Hedgehog in 3D also on there. So, they but then do. add to that that you can play any DS game, like that expands the library so much. Too. Yeah, yeah, and, well, right. and, all the way back to 2004. Yeah, like, there's shit ton of games you can get. Well, there is down there's downloadable Game Boy straight up games as well that you can get, uh-huh. like uh, original Game Boy. Which is really cool. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to go to go with there. I 100% recommend it. Sorry for not reading it last week, but just want to let you know to yeah, pull the trigger on it. Even if you got the fucking doorstopper one, that's like 60 bucks or whatever, you'd still be able to play all that other shit with it. Not the Super Nintendo games because it has to be a new one. But I think ultimately to save your phone's battery, if if you play a lot of games on your phone and you want to like lay off of that. Like you might end up like just the investment might be worth it mm-hmm. alone to yeah. like save your phone battery and play games on another console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good it's a good durable thing to have. I think it's still totally worth playing. So I, I got got distracted there from Gale of Darkness, but uh, yeah, MGC. Um, so there's a so I don't know if I'll be able to find it, but I would. One thing I am kind of looking for is uh, the blinking light win that Jeremy got. Just because oh, yeah. I have, just because I have three NES systems and none of them work, and I'd really like one of them to work. And the that's one my, of mine that works consistently is the one with the blinking light one. Yeah, if I could get something to get my NES to work, I would love that because, like I said, I got fucking three of them, none of them work, and it's annoying. blinking light win. What's that? That's, that's what know. it's called. It's a. It's like a. It's a thing a that you. Yep. It, it's like a plastic thing that you stick inside the NES. That basically makes it to where you don't have to do all that fiddle bullshit, you know, with like putting another game on top of it or like pulling it back to where it barely goes down and like just scrapes the front of it. You know, all the weird shit that you did as a kid to try to like make your NES games 
work and for the blinking light to not happen, right? Because the blinking light would so be yeah. Not what it is yeah. is it's a uh, it's a replacement for the um, whatever the the drop down whatever you, yeah, whatever the, you call it. Yeah, the, yeah. the things the things the uh, cartridge hole that you plug into. Mm-hmm. So you replace that with these things. This thing called the blinking light win. And you just plug your cartridge into the Nintendo and you don't push it down. It just plugs straight in. Yeah. So it's like a top loader and they call it a front loader is like the sales pitch they gave me when I bought it. It's like it's like you just turn your you know, your NES into a, a top loader, but we call it the front loader. Mm-hmm. But it works the same way in that you just plug it in. You don't push down, you just plug it in. Yeah. And it like works like a charm every time. Like I Everything but one game I know for sure that I have is broken, but like every other game, like you just push it in there and it works mm-hmm. like without without fail. Nice. Now, do you have thirty dollars? Not bad. Do you have to? Um, do you Did have you find to... a place to buy it? Yep, arcadeworks.net. Oh, okay. Well, I, I was hoping to find one on the show floor. If not, I can always order one. But I paid thirty <laughs> bucks for it on the show floor two years ago. So. Do you um? Did you do you need to like do a whole lot of hard modding on it, Jeremy? No. Or you just put it right in and it works. You literally the thing that the thing that accepts the cartridge on the uh, Nintendo is literally plugged into the circuit board. So you pull it out mm-hmm. and put the other thing in its place. That's all there is. Oh, okay. So yeah, th- there's one. That's a thing that I'll be work that I'll be looking for. Even though I don't think we've seen it since that since that year that you went. Yeah. But you never know. That's one thing I'm on the lookout for. Um, the the guys who are doing uh, Haunted Halloween '86, '87, right? Yeah. Uh, ret- retrotainment. '85 and '86. They've got a uh, yeah retrotainment. They've got a, a full quiet demo on on the floor. But full quiet isn't done yet, right? No, it's not done. But we actually get to play it finally. Okay, because if if it was done, I was thinking about possibly buying it. In full, but once again, that would also have to be on the chance that I find the blinking light wind thing because my NESs don't work and I can't really do anything with yeah. them. But I figured it'd be nice to get to drop, you know, to drop some money with those guys. I've always wanted to get one of the original ones, and if they had that new one, I'd like to do that. But it's very cool that we can play it, so I'm excited about playing that. I'm sure we'll talk to them again about it as well. Oh, hell yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. touch base with those guys because they're cool. We've both talked to them on multiple fronts now. I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I was looking to find a couple more uh, first-person shooter games for the 64, like some of the ones that I missed, like Armorines and Daikatana. Uh, I'd also like to get Tur- Turok Zero Hour. I never played that one. That's a third play- third-person shooter, but that was like the one that came out after 64. And I think that was like one that was made specifically for consoles. So that was one I always wanted to play around with. So it was not on 64? It is on 64, Turok Zero Hour. It came out after the 64 version. Oh, okay. It's a different game. There was Turok, or not Turok, there's Duke Nukem 64, and there's Duke Nukem Zero Hour. And it's a third-person shooter, but it's on 64. And I always okay. wanted to play that game, and I never did. So, if, I mean, that that's granted if I can find it cheap. That's kind of a couple offhand that I'm thinking of. And, like, you know, maybe some other bizarre... You know, I'll look for some handheld stuff. Like that stuff is pretty cheap, so maybe I'll find a cool DS thing, something like that. What do you What are you thinking about, Jeremy? Yeah, unless I see a Game Boy Micro for sixty bucks or less, like nothing's jumping at me. But um, I'm looking for like some original like art because mm-hmm. I'm always into like video game art and like especially something where I like know that I'm meeting the artist. 
when I buy it off of them. Like, you know, it's the it's the freaking farmer's market of video game conventions. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know where the source of what I'm buying is and all this crap. So I, I think it's... I, I'm kind of making it disingenuous saying it that way, but it is actually important to me to know, like you know, this original art is supporting a person that I met. Like if you look behind me, it, they're kind of like glared, but like my KK and my uh, Yoshi, like those are hand drawn and colored mm-hmm. pieces that I bought last year. You know, I think I paid like eight bucks each for them. It wasn't that much, but yeah. that person actually like hand did that drawing. So like I feel good about that, and the same with like the Magus and the Mario and the, yeah, like the bead art as well. All the bead about. art like was the ones handmade. That you make. Yeah, the yeah. nest was handmade. Yeah, and of course my big fucking mushroom thing here. You know, I love that handmade like video game art. I'm I'm a huge fan of it. Mm-hmm. someday I'll try my hand at it too. But like I love all that stuff. So that's what I'm after. Otherwise, as far as like one big thing goes, like maybe I'll see something gimmicky that I like. You know, like the uh, the Chip Maestro, you know, that won me over. Or like the Ardu Boy. Ardu Boy, yeah. Yeah, those are kind of like technical like wonders that just like grab my interest and like I had to have. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll see something like that this year. I don't know. But uh, otherwise, there's no holy grail for me. Like mm-hmm. I have everything I want. I mean, I'd like to buy. I guess I kind of like maybe if I saw a Dreamcast for 30 bucks or less, I might buy it. You don't have a Dreamcast? I don't have a Dreamcast. Have you ever had one? Yes. I I have two Dreamcasts. I could probably give you one if you want one. <laughs> I don't use oh, either of them. I don't use either of them, but I do, I do have two Dreamcasts. I had, well, I have the one that my, my stepbrother gave me one without, he gave me his Dreamcast because he lost the cords for it. And then I went out and bought cords for $5, I think. So I got a $5 Dreamcast. And uh, one of my other roommates, uh, Brandon, he left his Dreamcast here, so I have two dream, Dreamcasts. And I have, ne- take- I have neither of them hooked up right now, which is weird. I should, I'll take I should one. Have one hooked up, but yeah, they're pretty yeah. Cool. It's like it's like Dreamcast and uh, Game Boy Micro. Those are my two consoles that I care about. I guess I could. Uh, yeah. I guess I could look for the Sega CD. That's still something I want. I guess, even though I know they're not cheap, and I'm not going to buy a hundred dollar one. You know, I, I would like I a see. Nomad someday, but. Yeah. That's more of a like a uh, I don't need it, but oh the, I'm, the handheld? I'm into the handheld, yeah, yeah, or a Game Gear and a Microvision. I want one of those too, but they're from like the late, they're like from the mid '80s, early to mid '80s. Neo Geo Pocket Color, find one oh, the Microvisions. Yeah, I don't want any of those. Although Wonder Swan might be cool. Eventually. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I imagine those would be pretty pretty pricey. Is there anything? Do you want us to look for anything for you, John? If I could buy you a cheap yes or something? Yeah, my. Chibi Robo. Oh, the park one? Park Patrol. Park Patrol. Yeah. Yeah, that's one That's, that... like, not an outrageous price. Or, you know, I, I mean, really, I can get it anywhere I want for, like, 25 bucks or whatever. But yeah, if you yeah. see it for, like, 12 bucks or something. Or less. Like a, yeah. Like a deal. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I'll be on the lookout for that one, too, for the Chibi one. Hopefully it's better than Ziplash. Man, that one tanked pretty quickly. I know you were, I know you were looking for, or you said you were looking for a 3DS at one point, too. John, but you're probably not. Yeah, on the look. I think I'd rather, I, I would want to see that in person, though. I want to make sure, like, it's the one that I want and all that stuff. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. What's your bigger dream stuff 3DS? like that? What, I mean, what is the, What are you looking for? What's your What is your uh, specifics on, on the 3DS? I want like a new one? 3DS XL. I want a black one. Okay. And and, and like, I probably, I probably just want a new one to be honest. 
Oh, okay. You don't want you don't want the original 3ds. You want the new 3ds. I want the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Well, if I see anything that looks cool, I'll send you. A, I'll send you a picture about it, of course. But yeah, I'm just uh, you know it's always fun to just look around and see like stuff that maybe you don't know existed. But my my main thing this year is let's see if I can find a way that's not expensive for me to get one of these NES work NES is working. That's kind of my big thing because it kind of sucks that. The main that I can't do any NES stream stuff because my NES doesn't work. So I, and I have a lot. I know, of No, I even games. tried to fix one for you. You did, yeah. And now I have three that don't work. Even my, I even have like a, my stepbrother's NES, which I thought that I found that and I was like, oh, cool, this will work. And I plugged it in and everything, and nope, I got the blinking light. I also light. have three NESs and only one works. Yeah, so it's NESs are kind of you know are, are kind of difficult to to get going. So that that's that one has the blinking light one in it. Yeah, that seems to be like uh, the big like shadow of stuff that I have ready to play, you know. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm always I'm always looking for GameCube games. Also, you know, if you can find good cheap GameCube games, I, I like I like collecting those. I know you do. If as I well, find Cube War for like ten bucks, I might buy it. <laughs> if you buy Cube War for ten bucks, <laughs> if you don't buy it, I'll buy it. Shit, man, it's like three hundred dollar game there. How much do Virtual Boys go for now? I'm broke. I don't know. Yeah. I, I bought mine for forty. But that was at a used place in Wisconsin like 10 years ago. I'm actually going to bring my lenses with me. And if I see someone on the show floor that... So I guess I should mention that. If I do like have a major purchase, it'll be to have someone fix my virtual boy. Because um, the talk? one person yeah. who quoted it to me was 60 bucks to fix my lenses. So... And that was if I like shipped it to them and like paid for return shipping. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm actually just gonna bring them with me. I'm gonna have them with me, and I'm gonna see if anybody like charges less to like take them home, fix them, and then ship them to me because they're already uninstalled from the Virtual Boy. Like it's not mm-hmm. the whole unit. I already know how to take them out. Shouldn't you bring the whole Virtual Boy or, or no? No, you can change it without. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so you can just bring it and be like, hey. What? How about you fix it now, and I'll just pay you right now, and you can just do it. If they have their like soldering station, they might be able to. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, it's an actual soldering related activity that needs to be done. I don't know if it's just like an easy fix that can mm. be done on the spot. Sure. I don't. I don't know if I'll ever find. Well, I'm sure at some point I'll find it. But I always wanted a really cheap Vita, <laughs> a really cheap PlayStation. That would Vita, be cool too. Just so you I know, could play. I, I would maybe buy a PSP cheap too. Uh, I yeah, I have a PSP. I like my PSP a lot for when I got it. Funny story, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show or not, but I actually bought the PSP over the 3DS at the time. I don't know what I was thinking, but well, the 3DS was shit for the first like year. Yeah, but I but I still I regret it because I didn't get all those uh all those those extra games that never came out, the ambassador games. Yeah. Mm. Cuz I I cuz I cuz me, you know, I don't mentioned it before, me being dumb, I thought that they'd be re-released later and I could buy them, but they never were. But you had the ambassador model. Yeah, but I went for the PSP because I think it had just gone down in price, and and uh, I was thought there were more games for that. I actually did pay, play the shit out of Final Fantasy, um, Dissidia, Duodecim. So that that was a fun game. Played the crap out of that because the Duodecim one actually came with both of them. So had a lot had a lot on that to play. I played like the third birthday Parasite Eve game or whatever. And, all sorts of other weird shit. Played played through most of Final Fantasy VII on the PSP, but uh, the the Vita. I basically always wanted to get a cheap one just so I could play Persona Four Golden on there. That's like the big game that is only on PlayStation Vita. So 
I kind of just wanted to play it on there. And it's cheap, too. Like, you can get it for, like, 10 bucks if you have a Vita. So, But, I mean, I don't think I'm going to find one other under $100, and I'm not interested in buying anything for $100 this year. But I've looked at Vitas for sure just because yeah. of, like, you know, they're a powerhouse portable. And, and you can do, like, remote play stuff with PlayStation 4 and 3. There's a lot those. of emulation options, just like the PSP. Like, yeah. Of course, it's off the books, but, like, you know, you can do cool stuff with it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Maybe we maybe we could find some really cheap uh, PlayStation Minis. Speaking of uh, hacking stuff, now that they're selling for like fifty. If you ever wanted one of those things, you could hack hack it and try to make it good. I still don't want one. Uh, yeah, I don't want one either. But uh, yeah, um, I'd, I'd be interested to see what kind of Japanese games we can get. You, that, yeah, that's the thing that like that I just thought about right before we started recording. But like, yeah, maybe if I saw some Super Famicom or Famicom games, I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every once in a while you get lucky and there's someone at the show that has, you know, just a surplus of these games. Because, I mean, they're cheap. Well, I remember you got so. one one year, I think maybe you got it from Portland. No, it must have been Portland. But you got the uh, Super Mario All-Stars Super Famicom oh, yeah. cartridge. I want that cartridge. So That's one of my ownerships one, of, uh, yeah. of uh, Mario 2. Yeah, that that, I earlier. yeah that's, one that I, that's one that I want to get. So if I see that, I'll definitely pick it up. That's that's kind of on my radar as well, but and I bought it on accident because I thought it was Mario World. Mm-hmm. But mostly, you know, we'll be out there to get interviews, and that'll be our episode next week, and our and our Patreon episode as well will be a second part of it. So, if you want to, so who's like the big um, who's giving like the big talks and stuff? Like, who's the big celebrities going to be there? So the Ernie Banks is there. Oh, you mean Ernie Hudson? Ernie Banks. You mean Ernie Hudson? Why is Ernie Banks? Damn it! Ernie, yeah, Ernie Hudson's there. Yeah, we will get. To, I will get to meet my first Ghostbuster ever if he's walking nice. around. Talk to him about the crow for me. <laughs> I like the crow. It's a great movie. I know. I've, I've seen it. The guy who played uh, Eddie Munster is going to be there. Really? Yeah. He's still alive. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even know. Uh, uh, Sven Gulli, of course, is going to be there. Uh, Gary Stern of Stern Pinball, like that's that's a big one. Uh, the guy who uh, who designed Medieval Madness is going to be there. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I know. Uh, I know the Mortal Kombat guys will be there. That'd be a great interview to get those Medieval Madness guy. Yeah, um, we should try to because yeah. he's going to be there. Yeah, he's the guy who fucking designed that machine. Yeah, the, was it J- Johnny Cage, uh, Shang Tsung? Actually, this is news thing that I forgot to mention last week, but the guy who <laughs> the guy who played Shang Tsung in the movie Mortal Kombat is doing mm-hmm. the voice of Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat 11, which is, which is pretty rad. Yeah, and then they do the model after him, too. Doesn't it look like him? Yeah, they're doing the... Also, Ronda Rousey's Sonya Blade, which we talked about that as well, being kind of weird a few, a few episodes ago. But, and yeah, it looks like her, too? Yeah, it does. That's weird. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, some Mortal Kombat people will be there. Uh, I'm sure Doc Mack will be there. I'd like to talk to him, but... It'll be fun. Uh, Eric Bischoff and Ted B- DiBiase will be there from wrestling. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Cool. Diamond Ted was going to be there. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase is his name. Diamond Ted. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I think of him. You, you non, you non wrestler, <laughs> you. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, and actually, it kind of, it kind of pissed me off that I pissed. I'm pissed at myself, but I didn't realize that WrestleMania was like last week, and I could have totally done like a. 
I should have I should have streamed like No Mercy or like one of the old sixty four games. I kind of felt bad that I didn't do it. I can no, still I can still do it, but I would have I felt like maybe it would have been more topical, you know. But I don't watch wrestling anymore, so I don't know like when shit's happening. But that would have given me an excuse to play the No Mercy game that I bought so long ago that I haven't really gotten into yet. But I want to because I never really played that one, you know. But yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to be picking up a lot of stuff. Uh, of course, we'll be talking about it in our episode, you know, which will be pretty much on the show floor, but and all that stuff. And uh, you know, we'll talk about Labo a little bit as well because I'll be getting it by next week. And that's yeah, we'll when- mostly expect just just be like, yeah, talk yeah. About well, MGC. We might do we might do some like day one, day two stuff like in the hotel, like we did that first year. Maybe it's it's all still kind of like up in the air, but. That's what that's what's gonna happen. Stay tuned to that next week. Speaking of all the actually what I want to say when Jeremy was talking about original video game art, if you know, if you guys wanna support us at the fifty dollar level on Patreon, and there's only a couple uh, spots open for that. But if you do, we will make you uh well Jess will make you a video a piece of video game art of your you know, of your choice. So if you wanna do that you'll actually get a physical award from it's incredible. our Patreon. Cross stitch stuff. Yeah, well, it can be cross-stitched, but she's actually wants to open it up to pretty much any part of piece of art. Like it could be a painting as well, if that's what you want to do. She she she's really great at transcribing yeah. like stuff. So yeah. she did she did a very good uh, Metroid eight uh, bit Metroid uh, painting that we have hanging in the living room. That's very very cool. But yeah, if if you if you like our show, if you like uh, the Nintendo Main Podcast, and you want to support us, or you want to hear some extra episodes as well patreon.com slash Nintendo main podcast. We are there, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but I fully support the show myself pretty much. I pay, pay for, for having space on Libsyn, not to mention like, uh, buying video game soundtracks for intros, outros and games and all that other stuff. We pretty much do it all as a passion fund. And, uh, if you'd like to help out, it would really help us a lot with that type of thing. And of course, you know, maybe we can go and do more things as well in that type of thing. And of course we'll give you, we'll give you stuff. Give you extra stuff. You can tell. You can talk to us and listen to our listen to our secret hidden drunk episode that's on there that that we made. That I'm not sure how I feel about, but you can listen to it. You weren't supposed to there. put that out there. <laughs> well, I did, and you can find it at the five dollar level and above for that. Well, yeah, I think this is our episode one six six, and you can also catch us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, any uh, you know Google Play as well. Any place that you find podcast you can find us there and uh, make sure to subscribe like rate us if you want it'll it'll be uh it'll help more people find us online and all that type of thing and you can email us also at nintendo main podcast at gmail.com um we've been your hosts i'm trey johnson i'm jeremy kowski john nitter and uh thanks to everybody for listening we'll uh, see you next week see ya see ya
Who needs Saint Rose? One more time. Who needs Saint Rose? One more time. Who needs Saints Row? Oh my God.